Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you, and as we get closer to August, uh, we are getting into like news season a lot going on a lot to talk about today on the show uh, on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington you can find us on 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and be a part of the show on facebook live and youtube we welcome you today to uh, join us and uh, talk about what you would like to discuss and you can also ask some questions to our guests including mike mullis coming up today at four o'clock bryce williams is in at five coach mac mccarthy here for our number one of the show so we got a lot to uh, talk about with our guest and with you shirley rhodes is here in turn joey on the video chan man to my left hello chandler hey clipper good to see you and coach mac is back jamie says best day in radio coach mully and bryce so there you go and mac mccarthy is our leadoff hitter today dang Uh, uh, you know anonymous here (laughs) (laughs) coach uh fresh off the podcast coming out last week what did we think did did we get any feedback uh i thought it was great i thought it was awesome (laughs) but you don't care what i think oh i do i do what did y'all think Uh, how did you enjoy the uh coach mac and brian medor debut episode and uh you got another one planned coming up coach we've got some in the in the we were working on a date all right Uh, you know we uh we have some uh some logistical issues but yeah we're gonna have another one pretty soon excellent excited about that and uh we are excited to uh to be here today because we've got aac media day uh, audio to get to a lot from mike houston some other coaches mike oresco as well we'll hit some of that here in hour number one and talk some football with bryce coming up in hour number three of today's show as well some news and notes to pass along um We've got a final from Georgia. Congratulations to the Pitt County Girls Softball All-Stars. They are winners uh, today again for the second straight day. Today they beat down the home team, Warner Robins, Georgia, 10-2. to So they stay in the winner's bracket. They'll play again on Thursday. If they win Thursday, then win the next game, they are in the Softball World Series, which will be right here in Greenville, North Carolina. We talked to Brian Weingartz about that yesterday on the show. So it looks like Pitt County wants to get back to Pitt County because they're playing great right now. So congratulations to them. Some other news, uh, some big scheduling news. How about the ECU women as Micah Dennis walks in, intern Micah? Uh, she'll be getting ready for South Carolina. South Carolina coming to Menji's Coliseum for a game this season. And Chandler, we talked about that. If we're not in Menji's for that game, uh, we'll definitely have a watch party for that game. That's uh, exciting. Uh, Dawn Staley and her team coming uh, here to Greenville, North Carolina. That's one of the biggest programs in women's basketball right there. And Dawn Staley and uh, Final Four appearances, I believe a national championship 
uh, for the Gamecocks. So very uh, one glad to have them on the schedule. Two glad to have them coming to Greenville and uh, Minji's Coliseum. Very excited, Coach Mack. You uh, call a lot of women's basketball. You know uh, how. You know what that name means in women's basketball today, South Carolina and Dawn Staley. Yeah, and they, they were the uh, the gold standard a year ago and uh, managed to get to the Final Four, but not win it. They were the odds-on favorite to to win the whole deal. And, uh, you know, you had Iowa and you had LSU out of the same league and Virginia Tech. And I was actually there doing the radio for, uh, for Virginia Tech women in the Final Four. But, uh, yeah, Dawn Staley, what she has done is unbelievable. You, you know, you've had some dynasties in uh, – women's basketball between pat summit moving on to Ariema and uh and, but recently dawn staley has been the gold standard and uh, uh what a great game for kim mcneil to get here on campus at east carolina and what a way to bring in the new year that'll be saturday december 30th so uh hopefully a lot of folks can show up and uh intern micah what do you think about that we see south carolina on the schedule this year yeah no i'm excited i'm excited how our team's going to play uh, the new girls coming in, how we're going to mesh together playing against you know one of the top teams in the world. So. Yeah, and you got a couple of uh, SEC players joining your roster, right? Yeah, so uh, a little SEC flavor there and uh, good stuff. So, yeah, that's, uh, again, on Saturday, December 30th, East Carolina hosting South Carolina. We saw yesterday, Coach, that Mike Schwartz's team will play an SEC opponent at a neutral site this year down in Lakeland, Florida. They'll be taking on the Gators, who I uh, believe they were under 500 last year and trying to figure things out. But ECU was able to knock off South Carolina on a, at a neutral site last year, trying to do the same against Florida this season. Yeah, scheduling has gotten so hard. Uh, un- unless you're at the very tip top of the uh, uh, money, uh, you're, you're going to you know struggle to get good quality home games. And the next best thing is a neutral court game against those uh, those teams that you'd like to play. And uh, you know that that's a really good get for Mike Schwartz and his group. Uh, the, the scheduling has changed so much. You know we we've talked about this before. When I was a head coach at Chattanooga, we had everybody come to our place. You know that that was no big deal, whether it be Ohio State, Michigan, Texas, Alabama, Auburn. It didn't matter. Georgia Tech, Georgia, Tennessee. Uh, we, we had all those folks come to our place, and it wasn't unusual. But, but now – it rarely happens um and you know th- like i said the next best thing is a neutral court game well you said most of that was that was most of that because of your personal relationships with their coaches most of it yeah. um and then some of it north carolina played there also but uh some of it was because of the old dean smith deal if he recruited a player from that area they right. would come like purdue had a player from chattanooga and they came back with glenn robinson the big dog and you know we had some of that going on and uh georgia tech the same way they had a kid named Malcolm Mackey from Chattanooga and wanted to come back, but they had already been coming. But almost all of it was personal relationships, and uh, and teams didn't mind going on the road. Then they actually they actually looked forward to going on the road and being tested. And of course, they also liked playing Chattanooga because they knew we were going to be one of the better teams in our league, and that helped their RPI. Uh, Jamie, uh, we'll get back to that in a moment. Jamie asking uh, any, he said he loves the podcast so far. He's going to finish it today. Any chance to do a live Q&A on the Coach Mac podcast, live YouTube feed? I think that is uh, that is doable as long as the schedules uh, 
sync up. But yeah, I think we could get that yeah. done. I'd love to do You'd that. You'd be on board with that. Certainly. I'd love to do that. You like the interaction. The so. back and forth is is way more fun than uh, me just getting on there and ranting. <laughs> well, you got a lot of ranting to do too, Coach. Well, uh, <laughs> but why not the best of both worlds? But it so. was great. You know, the the back and forth with Meteor was really really good, and I thought it gave everybody a little bit different perspective on uh, um, on his perspective as a, as an ECU fan and not growing up an ECU fan but becoming a rabid ECU yeah. fan and then working in the media and then in the athletic department itself. I, I thought he had a, a really good perspective on the history of ECU athletics. No doubt and uh, he is a phenomenal guest Chandler. We love having him on here and no matter where he's at he is uh, great to talk to and Coach you had some good questions for him and I can relate to his story maybe rooting for another team as a youth and then yeah. uh, seeing the light seeing think, the purple light. I think a light. lot of folks are that in that yeah. category. No doubt. Uh, speak real quick before we move on kind of jumbled here but we were talking college basketball and scheduling I meant to bring this up uh yesterday with bailey and definitely want to bring it up with you north carolina and kansas scheduling a home and home and it's kind of crazy to me with all the connections with dean smith and larry brown and roy williams and uh they've only met i think 12 times all time and most of those are in preseason tournaments like a maui or something and then in the ncaa tournament not a lot of i don't remember a home and home uh, with those teams uh but that is it seems like it would happen more often but uh i guess neat to see now that those two teams will be playing yeah it is neat and uh you know i think we're gonna see a whole lot more of that football going forward you know when you have the 12 team playoff i think more people are uh likely to to take a chance on on losing in non-conference games i think we'll have some of those and uh I was listening to Gary Stokan. I don't know how much you all pay attention to him, but he's the uh, CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And, of course, they do the preseason kickoffs, and they yeah. do, they're in the, involved in the playoffs, too. Uh, and it's getting harder and harder for them to uh, to get those big matchups because folks are taking those games on campus. But I was really surprised that Kansas and North Carolina have not played more during the regular season. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, and another note on scheduling, I remember – uh, Jeff Lebo used to say that if you're if you don't win enough games, nobody wants to schedule you because of the RPI and, and those metrics. And then you know, when ECU won twenty plus games, he'd say nobody wants to play you because you could beat them. Is that? There's some truth to that, probably. But is there a way to to get around that? I mean, is that? <laughs> Is there any more he could have done to get better teams? Is there any more Coach uh, Schwartz can do now or or John Gilbert? Well, what about scheduling basketball these days? No, it, it, it goes back to personal relationships, and, and even that can't overcome some of the logistics of why should Duke play at East Carolina? Or, well, let's take Rick Barnes in Tennessee in yeah, particular Rick with Barnes. Schwartz, right? Yeah, and, and, and that's what it may come down to, just that personal relationship, and let's, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and throw one in there and uh, – um, you know, even with the personal relationships, like for instance, when Michigan had the Fab Five, Coach Fisher and I had gotten to be friends, meeting at the Final Four, and yeah, he was willing to come, but but we also did three for one. Same thing with Wimp Sanderson at Alabama. You know, he was willing to come to Chattanooga, but it was going to be a three for one. Some of that still can happen. Wimp Sanderson had the ugly coach, right? The ugly. Uh, he had the plaid sport coach, yeah. Yes. And and uh, Nate Oates has now brought that back. All right, there you go. Mag McCarthy joining us. Uh, speaking of Michigan, is Jim yeah. Harbaugh scared? I think he's scared. <laughs> is he scared? <laughs> I think he's scared of us and UNLV. <laughs> the, he's scared of us and Damon Magazine. Yeah. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Now I haven't seen a Jim Harbaugh suspended story. All I've seen is the headline, 
Jim Harbaugh expected to be suspended four games for false statements to the NCAA. Uh, so this stems from alleged recruiting violations made in 2021 during a dead period stemming from COVID-19. And I guess he lied to investigate. Well, is, so does he get suspended for the for lying or for the initial transaction the infraction do or, they, they don't have to be mutually exclusive can they, they not pile on more like what i don't know but it says he's going to be suspended for lying and he would miss the first three non-conference games and a conference game against rutgers so i you know if you don't cooperate with the ncaa they will extract a pound of flesh from somewhere uh and and apparently they're going to get theirs with uh, jim harbaugh and uh you know he he can gripe all he wants to but why why lie and why not cooperate and and i don't think he's really denying that any of that happened he's not denying that he lied or I, <laughs> I don't know about that part necessarily but he's certainly denying that he didn't cooperate <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm confused about what exactly he's uh, being suspended for, but it appears that uh, Jim Harbaugh may not be on the sidelines when ECU plays Michigan to open the season. Does that matter at all? I say no. Did it change the line? Uh, great question. What well, do you got, Jim? I was going to say, wasn't there a thing about a cheeseburger? You tell me. I thought there was something about him buying a recruit a cheeseburger. I've been seeing people like joke about that. Maybe that was a part of the the trouble that he's in during I, that I, I saw I, I heard from a bunch of different people today saying you know this is relatively minor with all that's going on yeah. lying to the ncaa is not minor refusing to cooperate with the investigation is not minor maybe the original uh transgressions were right but lying to the ncaa if he did it and not cooperating which he says he didn't do that um you know then I, you know <laughs> he gets he gets what he deserved then i think i'll tell you this coach uh from the last time i looked at it the line is going down it's gone from 35 and a half to 35 the hardball factor man it's down to five touchdowns and five extra points so they were talking about this situation ongoing with jim harbaugh they showed the first four games that he will be suspended for it did highlight east carolina and it said according to the caesar sports book it's 34 oh man this thing is (laughs) going down the mountain folks we talked to phil Steele last week he had ECU as a 28-point underdog. So maybe, I don't know, maybe this line goes down, uh, keeps going down until they kick things off. We are inside of 40 days, by the way. We're at 39 days, I believe, That, is, that is correct. Are y'all going to be making your trip to across the state line? Uh, to Virginia, perhaps. Uh, I, I'm going to wait till it gets uh, under 30, I think. Because this thing's going to just free fall now. If only, can we get some of these O-linemen uh, suspended? I, I was talking to... Uh, some buddies this weekend this guy was at some kind of conference and long story short there was a a six foot eight 315 pound guy that he saw and the guy i was talking to was sitting beside this guy's dad it turns out he's an offensive lineman from michigan oh wow and talked about his size and everything and said yeah he doesn't start so they've got they've just got six eight three hundred and fifteen pound guys waiting to come in somebody with the second team somebody commented yesterday it had it been yesterday um but saying talking about the average of their offensive line how big they were yeah um so yeah get some of those guys suspended um and we we might could see it under 30 and I, I might be taking that trip up to virginia uh yeah it's uh the rich getting richer quote from harbaugh this can't be real because it's from Eric. I sure hate I can't be on the sideline when we face off against East Carolina. That's, 
that's not real is it or funny i don't get it eric am i missing something from you come back stronger uh jamie says it's a great indicator of how good of a coach he really is or just a good recruiter do they win even if he's not on the sideline will they win against unlv and rutgers and likely east carolina you can't see it because of the heart but he actually said eastern carolina oh there's the joke there you go i missed it because of this dumb heart i know there. thank I you have it on mine but it's not up there today so now i see it thank you eric good job uh yeah coach so i don't know how much how much does this affect a football how much would it affect like your basketball team if you had to miss a game it probably affects a basketball game more than it does a football game because uh, Harbaugh is not calling any defensive signals. He's not calling any offensive plays. Uh, you know, he may call the occasional timeout or maybe decide you know to go for two or you know that kind of thing. But or when to go for it on fourth down, something like that. But uh, I I don't know that the football line should be all that affected by a head coach being gone. Would it be a bigger penalty if he was suspended for fall camp? And say you're you're out the entire lead up to probably. the opener. Yeah, yeah, probably. So you can coach in the games. He's coaching all the way up until kickoff. I guess. Yeah, he's or gonna that, that game day. Yeah, yeah. and he's even I, doing the game plan. You're, I'm, I'm sure of that. And uh, you know, if it's like a NASCAR situation, he may be on a headset somewhere too. Could be. Could very <laughs> How well. How you be. gonna enforce that? Yeah, uh, you got to cut off all communication lines. Yeah, that, I'm not saying that suspension is lame, but it. Uh, the lamest one is vacating wins to me. How about how about you as a head coach? You might feel differently because it might go against your overall record. But I feel like if a team gets in trouble six years later and they say we're going to take away wins from six years ago, we all watch the games. We saw what happened. Like that—that that is a lame penalty to me. Yeah, but you know it, it does end up affecting things. Like I'll give you two examples. Uh, um, trying to think of who just got penalized um, and they became less than eligible for the Hall of Fame. By the, You have to be at 60% as a head coach uh, in football to get in the Hall of Fame. And someone had games uh, taken away and they fell under 60%. In another way, uh, and this is less important, but Tennessee was number 10 all time in wins. And when they took those games away, it cost them a spot. Now they're out of the top 10 all time yeah. in wins. All right, so it's got a you know few factors there, but still, uh, it, we did see the games. They took place. It didn't. We know who won. We can't like use the men in black thing and erase our memories on what happened in between the lines. But all right, so there you go. Any other news and notes? I did see this. We were talking about um, football TV announcers yesterday. The CBS crews. We started talking college game day. That was a fun discussion. I did see that uh, Lee Corso will be in Charlotte uh, for game day. So the 87-year-old missed five editions of college game day last season, but he is planning he will be on site for the start of the 2023 season when they kick off in Charlotte, North Carolina, ahead of UNC and South Carolina. I think that's impressive that he only missed five. I feel like he only made maybe two appearances last year. He only missed five games. That's not bad, and he's going to kick off the year this year uh, on the set uh, in Charlotte. They'll have the host, Reese Davis, along with Herbie, Desmond Howard, Pat McAfee, and uh, Lee Corso. And he'll be doing the headgear bit 
Yeah, they, you know, two icons m- missed a lot last year. Dick Vitale mm-hmm. uh, with with surgery, and and then Corso, and and I hope Corso does it as long as he wants to do it. Uh, you know, even if he's a little propped up or whatever, and, and you know, those guys look out for him and carry him. But uh, I, I like him on there, and I absolutely despise McAfee on there. Oh yeah, not uh, a McAfee guy. Yeah. Too. And, I, and, I and know, you're not the only one. I know that it's not necessarily a popular opinion, but uh, um, I'd rather have a root canal. Wow. Okay. I I think I'm generally a McAfee fan. I I, I could see why people don't like him though. I'm a, I'm a I don't know if I'm a Rome fan as much as I was, but back in the day. But I I used to be a huge Rome fan. I know you hate Jim Rome. Yeah, that's the great yeah. thing about america coach we don't have to agree <laughs> we don't have to like the same stuff right not at all uh what are your what's your take on dick vitale overall you know uh, he's gotten to be more stick than substance right uh, but how about his heyday like in the 90s and stuff you like, know we actually went way back with dick vitale he worked for tbs originally uh he did southern southeastern conference games and uh he would come down and the, the you know we had a whole package on tbs i don't think it was tnt i'm pretty sure it was tbs but uh uh i, I think he has gradually gone away from all substance now he's more just a uh like i said he's an icon and a uh a celebrity and you know when he shows up you know it's a big game yeah. but uh I, I, he doesn't really contribute a lot to the broadcast anymore in my opinion how about bill walton i love bill walton not as an analyst but just to listen to i wish he was i mean he treats it like a talk show anyway he doesn't really talk about the game anyway and he doesn't really know a lot about what's going on most of the time but uh but at least it's fun to listen to him is dookie v a duke homer I don't know. I, I think he's pretty much a cheerleader for everybody. You know, I, I hear him accused of being a dookie. I've heard him accused of being a Kentucky guy because of Calipari, and he's always a Patino guy. I, I don't. I, th- I think he's an equal opportunity endorser. Dante Calabria, the best looking man in basketball. <laughs> um, I guess so. Is McAfee trying to be one of these guys? I, he's, I guess, trying to do his own thing, but. I don't know. I feel like we don't have the the Dick Vitales anymore. Uh, Bill Walton is kind of his own thing. Gus Johnson from a play-by-play voice is kind of out there. I, how do you feel about Gus calling games? I, there he goes! I think he's fine. I love Gus. There's a, there's a limit to what he can do. I mean, he he is entertaining. He's a little yeah. bit out there, but uh, but he, he doesn't just go on and on. And he, he has some substance about him. Yeah, I, I agree. Who are your favorite announcers these days, Coach, in any sport like Oh gosh! Anybody? I, I I like a whole lot of them. I mean, these guys, the you know the play by play guys are so good. My my favorite uh, analyst in basketball is a guy named Dan Bonner, uh, kind of understated guy. Had him on the show a long time ago. Big uh, fan of Dan Bonner. My you know there there are a lot of uh, women uh, that I see in games because I prepare for so many women's basketball games, and um, I know Antonelli gets all the accolades, and she's really good and a friend. But the one I like um, on the 
the women's side is Kelly Gramlich. I think she's really good. Played at Clemson, and uh, she does a talk show with uh, Eric McLean, um, you know, in Clemson, South Carolina. I think she's really, I think she's uh, really informative. But there, are, there are so many talented ones. I, I hate to point anybody out, yeah. or pick anybody out because they, you know, I, I'm leaving dozens uh, that that I really think are good out there. There was a, there was a lot of Tony Romo talk yesterday when yeah. we were going over the announcers. What is your take on Tony Romo? You know, I'm not as big an NFL fan, uh, but but I enjoy listening to Romo when I do tune in. Uh, if I'm a Cowboy fan, I like him much better as a broadcaster than a quarterback. Oh, I like that shot. Uh, Irving says, my favorites were Gary Bender and Billy Packer. I uh, am not familiar with Gary Bender. We've talked about Billy Packer here on this show. Yeah, Gary Bender was really good. Uh, I saw something I had never seen before yesterday, and you all may have seen this. Dick Enberg did a uh, game show. Ah, I didn't know that. And I had never heard of the game show. It's about um, here for the money or what about the money or something like that. I had no idea the distinguished Dick Enberg doing a game show. Man. And if you, you call up a clip of it, it is hysterical. Let's see if we can find it. It is so out of character for him. I love uh, – he was great. And late in his career, 2005 or six, calling Washington, Jacksonville in overtime – Santana Moss third touchdown of the game and Dickenberg says Moss and he's on his way to a Washington victory and it's still stuck in my head but he was uh he did the big games on NBC in the 90s I remember like AFC West it seemed like yeah. Dickenberg was always on the call for those and he was a legend uh jamie likes uh, a little lingerie coach mac a little nickel dimer a little, a little bill raftery a little onions <laughs> so uh, well, send it in jerome you ever had a beer with bill raftery i, oh, have, not, I have been around him where he is having beer but, uh, <laughs> but no i've never had a beer with bill raftery i still love bill raftery if you can get gus and raftery together that's a basketball game i'm watching you won't even watch the game. You just listen. I'm just listening. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Jamie, uh, what, Coach Mac? How about Mike Mullis, ESPN Plus announcer? Are you a fan of his? He's really good. He's good. He's really good. He's particularly good at tiebreakers. <laughs> he when does. he announces lunch. <laughs> Let's take a break. More to go with Coach Mac. I uh, got some audio I want to play. We'll hit over uh, some sports that are going on currently and get uh, Mac McCarthy's take on that. Mike P says, I'm probably in the minority, but I love any time Bill Walton is on the broadcast. Mm. <laughs> Agree. It's tough. I know he doesn't like it, or pretends not to, his play-by-play partner. They argue. He, he pretends. He not pretends to. not to like it. That, yeah. that is fun to hear them go back and forth. Uh, let's take a break. Come back. More to go. Hour one. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the power time, uh, excuse me, power tra- lifetime powertrain warranty. I'd like to buy a vowel, apparently. All right, let's uh, head back into the show. Cliff, you take it away. I will take it away, Shirley Rhodes, and I will throw it over to the great Dick Enberg. I referenced this call a moment ago. Uh, let's hear Dick Enberg on the call. Washington beats Jacksonville in overtime in 2006. And we found out that uh, game show you were talking about, Coach, uh, was in 1975, and it was called what, Chandler? Three for the money. Three for the money. Three for the money. Don't hey. think it made the cut. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dickenberg uh, hosting a – somebody said that they thought um, there was another – did he do a sports show too, Chandler? Uh, it was a, I guess it was like a sports trivia show, maybe. Yeah. But it was it was a game show called the uh, it's Sports Challenge, the Perfect Match. Oh, that's what Jerry said on Facebook, Sports Challenge. So yeah. he might have tried multiple game shows. Yeah, and then Baffle was on NBC from 1973 through 1974. And then of course, the one that uh, Coach referenced, uh, Three for the Money, which was on NBC in 1974. What if that was his true calling and he just kind of backed into being a legendary announcer? It happens. Yeah. He was also in some movies now. The You're, Naked Gun. This is your true calling. Uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> As you keep pointing out, I didn't win enough games. All right. Easy. Uh, Cliff, Cliff wants to talk about all the losses. That we, is not true. We don't have enough time. We'd have to get more, uh, more than this 60 minutes to do all that. What's up, big dog? I'm just hanging out, man. Um, Big Dog wants to hear from Biff Pogey. That's why he's here. I wonder what his true calling is. Could it be coaching the Charlotte 49ers? Uh, I don't know, but he... uh, he I want him on hard knocks somehow. I need need behind the scenes of Biff Pogey. Biff Pogey and I'd say Trent Dilfer as well stole the show at AAC Media Day. Shirley, do you have the uh, cuts? So let's hear Biff Pogey. He's wrapping up a question, uh, an answer to a question, and he is upset that there aren't any more questions. Let's hear uh, that from today. Um, so we're, we're, we're in that game, and we want to be in it. And we're going to stay in it. That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So that that we, we get that message. Thank you. Biff. Ooh, I got to be honest, the man. podium smack. After watching AAC Media Day this morning, I came away with the feeling that here at ECU, we have the most mentally stable <laughs> coach in the AAC. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Who is ranked number one, Biff or uh, or Dilfer? The the most unstable? Yeah. I would put Biff at the most unstable. He seems like a a pile of dynamite ready to go off. How many football coaches do you you know that are named Biff? Biff. One. Pogie. I got Should be one. more, though, man. That's a great name for, for a football coach. I feel like Buff coach would be better Biff? than Biff. Coach Pogie. 
I mean, the, the first pictures I ever saw of him whenever he got hired, in it was Charlotte, the short. It was the shirtless. The, the shirtless when he was coaching in like high school football. So yes. he was like in a small stadium in the middle of nowhere with like cut off shirt. I mean, he looked like he was sweating. Looked like he was actually he had, he had just took his pads off. He was sweating so much. So he's a character for sure, and he showed that. The day. Uh, Glenn Gregory on YouTube says Charlotte football will actually have a hard knock show on ESPN Plus this fall. Fantastic. Asking you shall receive. The uh, after watching Dilfer and uh, Pogi, the uh, the uh, the give a bleep meter was very low. Yeah, and it kind of. Aresco started the morning that way. Aresco was spicy early in the game this morning at nine thirty. Let's hear a little. Uh, I want to hear some Aresco and I want to hear some Dilfer. Hit Aresco one, Shirley, and we'll get Coach Max thoughts on it. We're a battle-hardened, resolute group. We refuse to embrace a stereotype that our achievements have clearly put a lie to. College football comprises a Big Ten, and upward mobility should be applauded. It should not be ignored. Money is important, but competitive success is more important. If money were the only determinant of power or elite status in college football, then why play the games? As you know, I'm pushing for the abolition of the Power Five nomenclature. It's manufactured in my view, and it's inaccurate now in the world of an expanded playoff, realignment, and media rights. You know, we hear a lot about student athlete health and well-being. And therefore, we should not tolerate this kind of system. It's flat out wrong. And I call on the media and the P5 itself to support doing away with it. There are 10 FBS conferences, and any division at five is not healthy. The American, as I said, has been and is a power conference. We've separated from those other so-called group of five conferences, and they're excellent conferences, but we have separated ourselves. Our conference branding will continue to embrace the word power because we're a powerful conference. Our DNA aligns with the so-called Power Five, and, and we have to remember that. There are no power conferences, but we are a power conference. <laughs> we, <laughs> These I, things don't exist, but, but if they do, we're in it. We're, we're in, in it, boss. power conference. I am so glad that I'm sitting a little higher on this stool because the hypocrisy is deep in here. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, every, and and the crazy thing is, everything he said was correct, but he's the one who spent money, time, effort into the P six. Yep. It's the framing and. Yep. Oh, we don't want to be called something different, but we're better than those other four conferences, too. Yep. We're actually the fourth best conference, is what he argued for. <laughs> oh, he, my goodness. I, I don't, you know, and all of the things he said were accurate, but you can't be that hypocritical, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, what was funny, Coach, it's funny you mentioned the thing about the Power Six, because as I'm looking for images of Mike Oresco to use this morning for these quotes, all I find are him standing in, a, in front of a podium, and then behind him, on the background, is this backdrop like we have in the studio here with the American Conference logo. But the secondary logo up there, it says American Power and the Powers of Six. And it, it's, 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 they dropped everything they'd been doing up until today and went in this new direction this morning, I guess. I, I don't get it. I, you very know, hypocritical. How, you can't. You can't be both things. Right. And, and you know. And and also, 
I've heard one commissioner utter the words Power Five ever. That that has been a media thing. Uh, that was like the the Magnificent Seven thing in the AA in the ACC summer meetings. Right. Yeah. They never said that. That yeah. was one reporter that said that. Now the media will say Power Five, and and it's an easy way to refer to that group of schools, or that group of leagues. But th- that that's not those schools making that distinction. Now the distinction they do make is the autonomous five, but that's a fact. They do have a rule making situation where they can do things differently or have chosen to do things differently and the others can go along with those rules but but i i just you know just be consistent man and and what he said you know he hit a lot of nails on the head but gosh don't argue the other way and then turn around again and throw them under the bus those other four leagues aren't as good as we are he's later on he talks about the gap and the, that he says you know the gap between two and three is much greater than the gap between us and the third best conference. So he's acknowledging that there are bigger, better like conferences. the Big Ten and yeah. the SEC are head and shoulders above the ACC, and the the gap between us and the ACC is closer than the gap between the ACC and the Big Ten. And 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 that's really only for football too, because the ACC has won more sure. national championships than any other league. Right. And the the gap is not so much on the field performance, other than the football issue, is it is money. It's that's, sheer that's money. The, it's that, sheer TV deal. That's money. the money deal. Do we want to rank the conference by money? No. That's what he said. Don't do. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do have. Uh, I have. Let's hit. Oh, Shirley's gone. Okay, uh, we won't hit that. Shirley's oh, back. Shirley's back. Shirley, hit Oresco too, real quick. <laughs> let's hear more uh, Mike Oresco. While Coach but today Matt's hot. is about our future. There are new names and collegiate sports brands joining our membership. These schools, along with our longstanding members, own a competitive DNA, as I pointed out, specific and proven in this conference. Our DNA is marked by do not accept, do not allow. Do not acquiesce to the manufactured labels and media mantras currently dividing college sports. The next undefeated UCF teams, the next CFP Cincinnati team, the next several top 10 and top 20 nationally ranked teams are represented here today in this room, along with the Cotton Bowl champions from Tulane. The DNA of this conference is our desire, our proven ability to compete and win at the highest level. All right, there's Mike Oresco from earlier today, AAC Media Days. Got to get another break in. Want to come back, we'll hit a little bit of Trent Dilfer and talk more to Coach Mack. Also, Christian on Facebook wants Mack McCarthy's uh, Florida basketball scouting report. Now, I'm going to guess Coach Mack here on uh, July 20, what's the date? 25th knows nothing about Florida's team. But maybe I'm wrong. No, you're correct. <laughs> uh, we might have to wait till a later date to get that Florida basketball scouting report. Uh, but ECU will be playing Florida on the hardwood this year. ECU women playing South Carolina in Mingy's later on this calendar year, December 30th. More to go with Matt McCarthy, Hour 1, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit CopyPro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. I heard this earlier today, and I thought about Coach Mack. On this day, July 25th, 1956, this player became the only player in MLB history to hit a walk-off inside the park grand slam. This will be interesting to Joey as well. That player, Roberto Clemente. Boy, that's not surprising. My hero. Only player in MLB history to hit a walk-off inside the park grand slam happened uh july 25th 1956 they, pretty cool uh, they, his name came up today i, I was talking with a, a pittsburgh native and they were doing a, something in the on twitter or something about the mount rushmore of pittsburgh pro athletes and it was easy to get mean joe green uh roberto clemente mario lemieux but the the fourth one was this massive argument among all kind of folks and finally they just decided well Honus Wagner was something we've never was none of us have ever seen him, but he was the greatest shortstop of all time. We're going to have to go with him. And he's got the famous baseball card, right? But Roberto Clemente, I named an Irish setter Roberto. That's how much I uh, like Roberto. Roberto. All right, I like it. <laughs> Mac McCarthy here, and uh, Coach, I want to hear. Want to get a little Dilfer in? Um, I showed you the cut, and we might do this one later, where people where he doesn't care what people think about him, but he did talk more about coaches going after his players he was asked uh, have you talked to other aac coaches about how to handle bigger schools coming after your players charlie can you hit cut two from trent dofer well i just was on sirius xm i said at the american conference meetings to our coaches i didn't say much by the way i, didn't, I wasn't one of those new coaches want to talk a whole lot i did a lot of listening but i did say this i'm like you know again i don't have problems in my building i always only have solutions here's one of the solutions be proactive about this go after it don't be scared Right? It's cheating to coerce a player off a roster, whether you do it through a third person, whether you do it through an agent, a collective, no matter how you do it, it's cheating. Okay, It's against the rules. So let's go attack that. Now, if one of my players, say Jacob, after this year, All-American, says, Coach, I got to go explore what I can get in free agency. Great, Jacob. Go enter the portal. He enters the portal. Fair game. Like, yeah, recruit them, pay them, do whatever you can. But don't come in. Don't have a scouting department in your building that's doing cut-ups of my players and then going and coercing them to enter the portal when they had no idea they didn't want to enter the portal. That's the problem I'm addressing. And I'm not going to stop. I have DMs. I have WhatsApps. I have text messages. I have IP addresses. And I am doing everything in my power to make sure they know, don't screw with my roster. Now, when they're in the portal, great, do your thing. That's, that's modern day college football. But don't you dare start using that high school, because I know the high school coach too now. I was one. So you think you're so cool, oh, let's go work through Mark Freeman at Thompson to get this guy. I know Mark. Mark. 
you know, let's go, you, Nick, whoever, at whatever school. I know that guy. So I can just call him and say, yo, did so-and-so Power 5 school call you about having so-and-so enter the portal? Yeah, I did, coach. Huh, that's interesting. Can I please have that text message? So that, that's, that's the strategy. You want to know my playbook? That's my playbook. I'm going after it. I'm attacking it. I'm being proactive about it because I can't, I can't match the money. I'm not going to go raise $16 million for a collective, but I can make you scared to death to mess with my players. Because, by the way, tomorrow afternoon, I'm meeting with the NCAA head of NIL. So I'm being proactive, and I'm taking these meetings, and I'm working at the highest levels to make sure that you don't come toying around with my roster. All right? Thank you. You got it. See ya. Trent Dofer, doubling and tripling down, Coach, on uh, stay away from his roster. You know, and he's right. Yeah. The the bad news for him is that there's no way to stop the third-party stuff, uh, whether it be an AAU, a parent, a uh, uh, high school coach, like he mentioned. There, there's no way to stop that. And, uh, you know, is it illegal? Uh, you know, morally for sure. Uh, but kind of gray. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, now if you contact the player directly, you got something. Yeah. And if the NCAA will enforce that, it will cut down some of that. There's a if. But, uh, you know, I, I thought, would, you know, you heard Oresco talk about DNA and all the things it stood for. He also said NIL. Now it's legal, uh, which which a lot of people are uh, are taking that to heart. But, uh, but yeah, D- Dilfer's right about that. And he should call the people out. Uh, you saw locally Mike Houston decided to call some folks out, right? Yeah, calling out the Gators, I believe. Is that who Florida. I just I, heard it was an SEC school. I believe, yeah. So, uh, John says, unfortunately, Trent and all coaches, it can't be stopped. It stinks. Um, Skip says, AAU has ruined sports. I don't know. You know, AAU gets a bad rap, and, and there are some bad AAU folks. And the AAU culture itself, where you can just quit a team and join another team, that's that's a bigger problem. Uh, but the AAU, there there are as many bad AAU coaches as there are high school coaches. That you know, they just uh, the the thing that that allows more bad actors sometimes in the AAU at ranks is they don't really have anybody to be held accountable, like a like a high school coach as a principal and a superintendent. Right. And, uh, board of Education, you know those those folks can can hold you accountable. Where AAU, um, I've got a good friend who runs uh, a lot of the basketball for AAU, and um, the, most of the folks that are in AAU are in it for the right reasons. Well, I was going to say uh, Terrence Copper is a guy that uh, we've gotten to know, and one of the best dudes I've ever met, I think. And he's uh, he's I think in that category of doing it for the right reasons and helping these kids and doing things like that so it, it can't it's not just across the board but there certainly are a lot of negatives that that come with it sure uh skip also says the NCA will not do anything about the Nil uh, I, I hate it. I tend to agree with them. Well, but, right now, they can't do anything about the NIL because of all these state laws that are <clears> popping up. They've said, you know, we're not allowing you to enforce those. But at some point, you would like to be able to think they could enforce the original intent of the rule. Now, again, you may not be able to put that toothpaste back in the tube. I'm not sure. 
Mac McCarthy joining us. Mac, uh, good hour today. We haven't really talked about a lot going on like on the field uh, currently as we look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. O's win again last night. They play the Phillies tonight right here on Pirate Radio in Baltimore. Now 62-38 and 38 and uh, continue to increase their lead now over Tampa Bay in the AL East. My Braves take on Danny Bill's Red Sox tonight in Fenway Park. That'll be uh, at 7 o'clock and also the Subway Series tonight, the Mets and Yankees on TBS. Coach, uh, I believe, did I see Denny Hamlin won this weekend? Denny Hamlin did. A little controversy. Uh, wrecked the leader to uh, – or in, in the <laughs> Larson thought he wrecked the leader, uh, but uh, but then he said he never touched him, left him plenty of room, and uh, we've got another little rivalry going on. Uh, and and Hamlin is in a lot of these rivalries. <laughs> I notice uh, he and he and uh, Larson, and he and uh, Chastain, and of course Chastain's been so bad lately he hadn't he hadn't even gotten far enough forward to wreck anybody. <laughs> Will you be at the race Sunday? TBD. There's a chance that it will be in Richmond. Yeah, we have have tickets. We'll we'll see whether we make that trip. 2.30 on Sunday in Richmond. Yep. Uh, Coming up on USA. So there you go. Uh, British Open Open Championships coming on, and I didn't watch it because it wasn't close enough for me to turn over there. You know, I feel the same way. Brian Harmon, it it wasn't a great story. It never got tight. Uh, You know, I kept checking the scores to see if anybody made a run, and I probably, that was probably the less that's probably the least i've ever watched a, a major championship in my life uh that wraps up the majors this year you do have a tournament coming up in greensboro uh the Wyndham. you've also got uh the Ryder cup coming up as well so a few things to look ahead to in the golf world yeah. i reckon yeah yeah greensboro but I, i'm old enough to remember when the greensboro open was uh uh labeled the pop top open okay a reference to a lot of beer drinking going on. <laughs> Good deal. Anything else, Coach? Uh, you're you're following these days? Uh, no, not really. The you know I think the Harbaugh thing is interesting. I'll, I'll be very interested in the ACC media days. A lot of storylines there. Uh, a lot of storylines right here in the state between between uh, Drake May and North Carolina and uh, Brennan Armstrong transferring to North Carolina State. Yeah. Re- reuniting with Robert Ane, uh is you know who they had a great year at UVA two years ago mm-hmm. and what happens uh, does Duke continue their upward trend with uh, Coach Elko just signed a big money deal uh, won nine games a year ago Riley Leonard one of the mm, <laughs> I one of the better quarterbacks in the country that nobody knows his name outside of uh, this area probably and Wake Forest are they a system that will just plug a quarterback in and keep going with Coach Clawson or will Sam Hartman be missed that badly uh, and what know, will he look like this year at yeah, Notre Dame Notre Dame, which you know is technically an ACC school, although not necessarily competing for the football title. But yeah, a lot, a lot of good storylines, and of course, they all the way down to Clemson and uh, you know Garrett Riley uh, down there as the offensive coordinator, and Klubnik can you know, two-year absence from the playoffs. Can Clemson get back? Uh, is is uh, Florida State really back, or is that is it the same old Nebraska story, Texas story, uh, Miami story? That you know, you hope they're back, but they're not, and uh, Miami themselves really disappointing last year and Mario Cristobal's first year. Tyler Van Dyke was, this time a year ago, people were talking about him winning the Heisman, had a very mediocre year, and they had a very disappointing year, uh, getting cr- 
crushed by Florida State, getting blown out by Middle Tennessee, and uh, uh, again, a lot of a lot of good storylines in the ACC, and and you know, unfortunately, some of the football storylines will be taken away by coach by Commissioner Jim Phillips' situation uh, related to Northwestern and what what his culpability was was there, and uh, he he of course did not address that at media days today. Did you mention your Hokies at all? I didn't. Uh, Where are they? Uh, they're we, down. Yeah, they're there. Uh, you know, they have fallen from grace pretty rapidly, and uh, I think things are trending back in the right direction. But a long way to go yeah. for Brent Pry. They do have a great recruiting class in the twenty-four year coming up. Had a decent recruiting class this time, and took a number of transfers. And when you take a bunch of transfers, it's hard to tell how good or bad you're going to be. But uh, schedule's a little bit difficult. Uh, you know, they're struggling. Virginia's struggling. Boston College is struggling. Uh, Georgia Tech is struggling, and all of them have some room for optimism. But this time of year, everybody's unbeaten, aren't they? That is true, and that's why we love this time of year, because there is optimism out there. You can find it if you're looking for it. Coach Mack, I enjoyed it, man. Fun hour. Y'all, too. That was good. Thank you, man. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next week, and uh, we'll keep people up to date on when the next podcast is dropping. Cause, yeah, uh, and, and I'm open to suggestions, folks. Yes, sir. All right, there you go. Mac McCarthy joining us here, Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break, come back. Hour 2, got the Mully Man joining us. Got more from AAC Media Days, Bryce Williams on tap whatever you want to talk about and more when we return pirate radio live on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back. Your vehicle is a big part of your life, and that's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all things automotive. Greenville Auto World is now under new ownership by the Cook Management Group, but still believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Tommy Cook and his team now have five dealerships in eastern North Carolina with a fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 or GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Proud part of Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Tuesday. A lot of chatter going on in the YouTube. Would love if the 26 of you viewing that haven't hit like yet would hit like. Uh, We'd appreciate that. Give us a thumbs up. Um, John Moody has a summertime question. Who would win a Pirate Radio Royal Rumble match? (laughs) Danny Bill is pointing to himself. Danny, DB would definitely... (laughs) win it hold on what's what's allowed? mike mullis is here hey molly hey guys go ahead what's allowed in this like if i could take a chair in there i'll bust any bill right in the head 
I got no problem with it. Is it a no holds barred? No, I mean, a... if we're talking like tax and ball bar stuff, I'm in. Well, he could hit you with said chair as well. Well, you better be quicker to it than I am. Holy, those are fighting words. Well, I mean, you got a chair? Because we're not fighting just like straight up. We're going no holds barred. I think I, I think I can take you. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting. The stamina definitely is a problem. I got to get you early. And, yeah. I, and my kids will tell you, I have three boys, Danny. They know I don't fight fair. Not with them. Of course and, not. And like, I feed them. I don't play basketball fair. I know this. I'm I would, not going to lose. Remember how Ric Flair would always uh, like highlight one part of the opponent's body, usually the leg, to yeah. go for the figure four? Mm-hmm. I would just exclusively go after Danny's right arm. Negative. <laughs> Every move, I'd put the arm in the chair and jump from the top rope. And, and I would let the, the I would let you talk to Cliff about that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think one. And one then way Cliff the, would run yeah, in exactly. and kick all our asses. It'd be a, it'd be one of those pop entrances where he just comes out of the clouds <laughs> and hits Cliff you both. Yeah, yeah. Cliff Cliff Godwin. Yeah. Oh, I come flying in with the tennis racket and just take all y'all out. Surely is. He's got the, the softball bats. I got the softball bats and the tennis rackets. A, a I got tennis the, racket. Yeah. Jim Cornette. Uh, that Surely, was, I was pulling uh, oh, a Jim Cornette. Okay. All right. I see what see you did there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Who's Jim Cornette? I'm really? just kidding. Come the on. dude with the tennis racket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. I mean, clearly. <laughs> you know him really well. Clearly. <laughs> uh, Shirley does have the feistiness to maybe be an underdog in this competition. Yeah. So... This is actually uh, more interesting than the Survivor thing. Why? Well, why would you say that? Well, I just calls up. There's a lot of things I mean, more. There's a lot of things more interesting uh, than that. Yeah, I got him. It's so easy. I have land. <laughs> I have land staked in that dome of yours. I do like your hat, by the way. Thank you. It's a good looking hat. Thank you. That was so easy. Uh, you, dude, you, you, listen to it. It was it's an unnecessary shot. Sounds just like my wife. It when is I a like, ricochet shot. I, oh no, it's, it's so easy. I'm I just, mean, there's more things entertaining than you being on the show. Well, I can leave. I'd ask your fans about that. Guys, guys, guys. I, I, enough is enough. Wait, do you think you're the most entertaining part of Pirate Radio from four to four thirty on Tuesdays? <laughs> 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 I hear a lot of laughter in here. I mean, I don't know. Oh, Molly, we couldn't do it without. I you. mean, Mac from three to four is hard to follow, but it's a great lineup on Tuesday. Somebody said today, I believe it was Jamie that yeah. said that this best is best day, day. Uh, best day of the week. Sweet, Coach Molly and Bryce and Danny's one week uh, anniversary. How about yeah. that? Yeah, been here for. A Why is a your week mic now? still on? Not a way. Not a way to be. All a, right, that's my cue. Not a way to be a me guy. How about those selfless T-shirts? How are these? How's that treating you? <laughs> Yeah, he's got the Mission Week P. Yeah, I mean, come on. And, and then he went straight to him. It's my one week me. anniversary. Look at me. Okay. Danny, you're doing a great job here, Danny. Danny, you're unbelievable. You are Best dude him. ever to be here for a week. <laughs> uh, great to have Danny and Micah here with us uh, at Pirate Radio. And great to have Molly here with us today. How about Bronny James? I just saw that. Come on, that's crazy, awful. isn't it? It's awful. So I don't know what the latest status is. But cardiac arrest. I mean, is this out of the ICU and it's in stable condition? But like, what does this mean for the future of his career? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Who would ever thought we'd see uh, Hamlin come back? You know, but I don't know if this is a similar situation or what. Uh, Chad says we love Mully. Eric says you tell him, Uncle Mully. Not a baby. You got a lot of Mully fans there. Not a baby. Jamie says I agree, Mully, on Survivor. Thank you. See, Mully, Eric said Mully is a poor man stone cold. I'm the people's champion. <laughs> that you are um whoa jamie should i read that comment to danny this has nothing to do with danny and it's not it's not a fair comment 
Jamie says, hey, Danny, why don't you just concentrate on keeping your infielders? Whoa! Wow! Relax! Whoa! Hey, okay, about, time out. He has nothing to do with that. That he has nothing to do. Wow! What? Yeah, what kind of awful comment? I don't know I though. Mean, really? Has Danny's me attitude rubbed off on the wow. other guys, and now they're leaving? Man! <laughs> All right. See, man, it's, it's tough to draw the spotlight in here. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, that spotlight burns hot. <laughs> Oh man, Jamie says it was a joke. It's fine. Every, we're we're all good. Everybody's good. Everybody relax. Speaking of Stone Cold, speaking of infielders, how about Dixon Williams? Have a summer. What's he doing, Molly? Killing it. He Three can't four yesterday. Dude, he can't get line. out. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you had something. Uh, I can't decide on if I really like if Trent Dilfer is. Is he putting on a show? Is he a badass or is he pretending to be one? Let's hear Trent Dilfer. He doesn't care what you think about him. And I, I like a lot of this. I just don't know if it's genuine or not, but we'll play it, and uh, and we'll see what Mully and you folks have to say. Trent Dilfer, number one. I don't want this to sound um, wrong. Um, it's going to, so I'll just go for it. Uh, I don't care what you think, what he thinks, what Tom Herman thinks, what Nick Saban thinks. I don't care. I care what Jacob Zeno thinks, what Jackson Bratton thinks. I go to bed every night thinking about what they think about. I care about what my coaches think. I care about what my AD thinks, our marketing director, Joe Maloof at Full Moon Barbecue, our sponsors. Like I care deeply about what our tribe thinks about me and how I'm, how I'm serving them but I honestly do not care at all what is written about me, what's said about me, what people in the hallway, whether they look at me, whether they like me, what they talk about their wives about me. I just don't care. You know, I've been in the spotlight for so long. I've been booed out of stadiums. I'm known as the worst quarterback that's ever won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, I've woken up in the morning after saying something on ESPN and half the country hates you and half the country thinks you're their hero. Um, I've been fired. I've had four careers. I just don't care. And I think there's freedom in that. There's also freedom in not needing the job. There's also freedom knowing that, you know, I didn't have to do this. I was so happy at Lipscomb Academy. Like, couldn't be any happier. It was my wife that said, no, you need another challenge. Like, you need to climb another mountain. You're getting bored. So... You put all that into context, and yeah, absolutely, I, I think, and they should. I didn't, I didn't do it the hard way. I wasn't a GA, right? I didn't then become an analyst, and I wasn't a position group. I didn't have my own room. You know, that's a big thing in college football. I got a room, right? I didn't coordinate. So how in the hell can I be a college head coach? I don't know. Somehow I'm here, and, you know, my journey's been different than theirs, and I frankly don't care. If they like or dislike, then I'm here. Trent Dilfer does not care. Molly, what do you think about Trent Dilfer? I think that's about the most narcissistic statement I've ever heard a head coach make. Wow. That for a dude says that, a lot. For a dude that doesn't care, he sure infers himself a lot like into what and the one that got me, what people tell their wives about me. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, yeah, I don't that's 
that in the way you started that, like this is going to sound bad. The big build, you know, this is going to sound <laughs> and bad, it's, and, it's, and it's going to. So I'm just going to start. Talking yeah, th- now. that's like when the dude starts with, "Look, it ain't about the money," or, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth right here. Yeah, come on, man, you know what's coming. I, that's um, yeah, that's not that's not hugely endearing, and maybe he's trying to play the villain. I think he's uh, doing something, but there, it's yeah. it's kind of weak sauce. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry, not to cut, but Nick Saban doesn't care. But does Nick Saban have to tell you he doesn't care? Nope. <laughs> it's kind of like a replying to something online that you see that you don't like. You say, who cares? Well, you enough to say who cares. Just right. Type it out. You really it. don't care if you don't have to say you don't care. Yeah, if you just I, pass on it. Yeah. Uh, Mike P said he called himself a hero. Eric said Dilf Daddy is toting a big stick out there. Hmm. Mike P. also said, Dilfer knows you can't lose games in the AAC and still win, Shirley. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. So he's... 100% right. He is 100% right on that. No. Um, Man, this... this, this, Skip says Dilfer is a smart guy. However, when he moves up to big boy coach, you won't hear him anymore. Could be something to that. I'm fascinated to see how it works out. That to me is also like a dude that may not be sure he's where he's in over his head. You know what I mean? Like maybe again, maybe he's going to attract that spotlight by trying to make these statements and hope his coaches can coach because he could be in over his head. I don't care how high you played at whatever level of sport. When you've got to come back and coach the volume of young men that they have to coach and they have to come. I mean, they're CEOs. Right, there's a lot of moving parts. I don't know. I that, that that's almost disappointing. Like for a dude that played in the NFL, won a Super Bowl. I mean, that's almost disappointing that he even felt like he had to come out and say that. Eric said his wife said he needed another mountain to climb. I.e., we need more money, baby. Eric added, "My wife knows the only mountain I can climb is trying to find the remote buried in the couch." Okay. And he might have been telling that might have been her way of saying, I'm tired of having you around the house. That's the first thing I thought. Yeah. Because he even was like m- m- moving his hand, like, leave, go, yeah. go do something else. Right. Uh, Jamie says, agree, Molly, a lot of me and not talking about the kids. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. That's all right. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts on Dilfer. I also want to get your thoughts on Biff Pogey, head coach at Charlotte. Biff answered a few questions and then was upset that there weren't more. Can you hit Biff again, Charlie? Um, so we're, we're, we're in that game and we want to be in it. And we're going to stay in it. Okay, Biff. That's it. Three questions. Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So that, that, we, we get that message. Thank you. I love the awkward and, laughter and a little podium smack and the it. awkward laughter from the from the uh, <laughs> media people. I, I'm going to be honest with you. That to me was a little more badass than Trent Dilfer. <laughs> okay, so this is the badass. That was almost like a mic drop. Like, okay, we 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 get it. We you know we we know what you think of us, and we'll but we'll, here, we'll do the best to, to do the best we can. Here's the bad thing, and that, they that, saw that we we're hearing from other people, people that actually were a part of that. You con- press conference today that everybody got about the same amount of two questions. or three questions. Yeah, so it's not like he, Mike Houston. It's not like three. Mike Houston got ten or you know Jeff Trailer at UTSA got fifteen questions and Biff Pogi got three. Everybody got about the same amount of questions. Did he, Biff, did he go behind Dilfer? Mm. In other words, was there a, like a perceived time allotment that all of a sudden he goes, 
Well, you let the NFL NFL guy stand up here and talk for 15 minutes about himself. About how he don't care. Yeah, and then you ask me three questions. I mean, what that, that, what what's wrong with these guys, man? I think Biff uh, planned on getting that in somehow, some way, and he finally, he said, you know what, this is where I'm taking my shot. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the you don't respect us, you don't like us. This will look cool to our fans and our players. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to light a cigar up after it's over with. And rip my sleeves off my shirt. Glenn had, a, a I thought, a good <laughs> remark earlier. He said that what he learned today, Mike Houston is the most mentally adjusted, stable, stable head coach in the league. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. I mean, he's here to do the job. He's here to make these guys the best he can make. He's here to make the program. Best. And he's not, not a lot of professionalism he, shown. No, it's this guys, is though. like uh, th- this could have been a presser for like WWE or something. I mean, it's you know, it's yeah. I, that that that's. I like Jeff Trailer at UTSA. He uh, he seems to know what he's doing there. It shows and he's in, proved it. Yeah, it shows in his record. Uh, but I like him. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see Fritz. I'll have more comments from the guys as we go on this week later on in the show when Bryce is here. We'll hear from Shane Calhoun, Jeremy Ingram, and Mike Houston. But uh, those were kind of playing some some highlights from uh, Mike Oresco, Trent Dilfer, Biff Pogi that maybe stole the show today. I thought uh, some of Oresco's comments too, like. Um, d- d- a lot of uh, a lot of make trying to make chicken salad out of chicken crap. Yeah, you know he it, 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 he was the ultimate spin doctor with where the conference is at, the luster or lack thereof that the conference has. And the thing is, you know, we as a fan base, as a consumer of it, and, and we pay a little more attention than probably a lot of people. But like the UTSA acquisition or is is not doesn't seem very sexy compared to what went out. But that's a quality program. You know, and it's, I mean, UAB, there, there are some examples there, um, it, you know, and, and I think people here, we, maybe we look at UNC Charlotte coming in and that, but anywhere else in the country, the UNC Charlotte acquisition is an absolute, it's a wet fart. I mean, it's, there's, it's a nothing acquisition. Yeah. There's, I don't, I mean, what? Well, we don't, there's a lot of Pirate fans that don't want Charlotte. And, and, and I, and I've, I have heard that both ways, but yeah. it's, a, it's, I think what Pirate fans look for is an opportunity to have a regional rivalry, and I don't think that would be with UNC Charlotte. Well, Danny said yesterday there's already a bit of one. There, there can be one in baseball. There's with, the potential's there to have one in And baseball. I think well, in basketball it'll be a good matchup. I liked playing them when we were in Conference USA together in basketball. Or we're, we were in a league together. We played Charlotte in basketball right, yeah. every year, I think. But um, you know, with the Dylan, the Dylan baseball, the Dylan, it we're really in all these sports is different. Than yeah, this. yeah, and it's like it, the baseball thing, especially right now. The, the world can be a little bit um, um, transient, right? Play, players in, players out. And Charlotte had like four or five guys pop last year, and uh, and and they take it, it. The culture of the head coach is a whole lot more pervasive in sports like that, in my opinion, uh, because you don't have the divisiveness of having the, the wide receivers coach, the linebackers coach. You know, you you all work with the head coach. And and their coaching staff, Woodard and that crowd there, they, look, I remember back, I remember Robert Woodard back at, uh, playing against him in high school, and they were, that was kind of where they came from was to have that, I would say edge, you know, not not being afraid to make comments, not being afraid to, uh, you know, to do the things to instigate the the, the action. In other words, they're going to push it to you, and if you don't give it back, they got you. It's no different than me getting in your head. That's more fun, but it's that's all they're trying to do. 
Mm-hmm. I had to slip that in there, Clip. Always, always. Uh, Skip said, it's media days. Talk about your team and move on. I think that's why these guys didn't do that, because they know that if they do that, they're not going to get no, – we're not going to be talking about them, and nobody's going to be talking about them. I think they might just you know kind of be raised the profile. And that point right there is a really good one just made me kind of go another – but you know what Trent Dilfer did? He made an attempt to get on Center. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He made an effort to get some national pub for his program. Mentioned ESPN by name, by the way, too. Did, okay, so that's that's what you got there. He's made that effort to be a cut in or cut out at a break uh, with ESPN, which, quite frankly, is very, very smart yeah. if it shines. Uh, and we've had the proverbial spotlight mentioned several times, but if it, if it shifts that spotlight to his program and maybe opens up some – opportunity to get some players but you know maybe that may, you know there's no such thing as bad publicity right that's what they say eric would like to take you to task molly on a, a phrase you used he said molly i think you were looking for the term popcorn fart a wet fart gets a lot of attention trust me okay <laughs> fair <laughs> i accept the correction <laughs> thank you eric uh for that not that kind of show but yeah, okay. we appreciate you Fair chiming enough. in there. We have to uh, correctly refer to our flatulence to make sure that, it's, <laughs> that, that that the metaphor is translated by everybody that's consuming it. There you go. Uh, can you stick around one more second? Sure. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live with the Mully Man. Hour two on a Tuesday. A lot more to go. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by this summer and try some of their ad- amazing empanadas, famous red snapper, grouper bites, seafood paella, paella, Cuban sandwich, and more. Relax on the patio with a fresh mojito or cold beer while enjoying one of our out-of-this-world desserts like the rum pineapple cake, Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good, and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Joey, if you're comfortable with this can you read Do that? It, but if not, you don't have to. I would love for you to read this uh, ad. Can you read it? Where am I reading? Right there. Try that. Start from. Try some of their amazing. Lord have mercy. Right, I, I Just read the, the words. Villaverde is inviting you to come by. Here, turn summer. down fake Leonard Skinner. Try um, some of their not amazing fake Leonard Skinner, empanadas. Real Leonard Skinner? Famous Red Sniper, Grouper Bites, Seafood Paella, Cuban Sandwich. Paella. And more. Paella. Look. How do you say Villa Verde? Via Verde. I like Via. that too. Because the two L's makes a Y. The six, the six years of Spanish. Whoa, maybe we should just have El Chandlerito. <laughs> oh boy, out here. that's what I. That's I, look, I'll pay for that. Chandler, have you ever thought that maybe Spanish is your first language? I You're took, not so great took, at English. Believe it or not, I took six years of it. Two in high school, four in college of and, Spanish. Yes, and that that might be the only thing I learned. Um, is that the two L's make a Y, and that's about it. Awesome. Thank you for that. Mike Mullis here. Hey, good job, Joey. 
and you too Charlotte. Baella. Baella. Molly Man's here. He's a Villa Verde fan. I love the Mofungos. That's right. That is not what you take right, infield with. Out. I like those too. Yeah. The fungo, the muffungo, all of it. Skip says Chandler is a good youngin. <laughs> That's nice. Thanks, Skip. There you go. All right, Molly. Uh, we're talking golf a moment ago. Kind of a ho hum open championship. I didn't know anything about Brian Harmon. I asked uh, Greeny about him Friday. Said he was a lefty. Gave me a few more details. I hadn't really heard a lot of the guy up until this week. Um, may play great. Yeah, hard to watch him play. The waggles, yeah, uh, you know, the kind of freezing over the ball. Um, but no, he played great. I mean, he, you know, coming down the stretch, he. I, I guess I kind of kept waiting on him to blow a tire, but he, you know, he never did. And um, you well, know, I talked to you on Saturday about a potential. Can anybody catch him? And you said he's been unflappable. I'll give you a name or two, but he has been. Yeah, you said he hadn't showed any signs of being nervous or whatever. No, and as we were kind of talking about it, it was more as that you know reference to the odds on the uh on the possibility and it's like you know if you're going to go that route let's 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 get a little deeper into the field where i thought victor hovland would be the one that had a chance but man that weather sunday was brutal and uh harman stayed the course man it was i mean good for him and you know georgia guy and just a uh just a i mean a, just a true southerner when you you know listen to him talk i guess his big purchase uh, after the open win was uh, he bought himself a new John Deere tractor and was going to go get the 40 acres ready for uh, for some deer slaying. So, I mean, I guess that's, you know, that's about as country as it gets. 3M Open this weekend, and then that's followed by the Wyndham Championship, right, uh, yeah. here in the state of North Carolina in Greensboro. Then you start the, the playoffs, right. which will end on the 27th, the Tour Championship in Georgia. And then we will be close uh, to end of September with the Ryder Cup. So that's what the rest of the way looks like. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I enjoy the playoffs. I mean, it's a different deal. It's going to be a, a different look, obviously, uh, you know, the last couple of years without having the live guys in it. So maybe, I, I don't know, that, that definitely has some bearing when you don't have the names that you – you know that you're used to seeing but yeah i mean it, it you know it'll be the Ryder cup I, that, that's gonna be fun I, I guess Harmon played himself into a uh, position to be uh, on the Ryder cup so we, you know we can watch him you know watch him uh, waggle it again out there i it, and that, it was kind of it you know it it brought up the greatest wagglers of all time you know you think of no mark garcia perry getting in the batter's box with his antics and sergio garcia with all of his stuff and uh so it, yeah it was um he's definitely he's definitely he's definitely difficult i mean he's not a big rhythm guy for sure molly i uh, got the mlb trade deadline one week from today and we're starting to try to figure out who is going to be a buyer or seller who was it? oh danny we were talking about the red sox six games over 500 that's great but they're in the bottom of their division and they're not going to catch the o's or the rays so they would have to probably uh, win a wild card get a wild card spot to get into the playoffs but you have a lot of teams like that the chicago cubs are, are coming up they've won three in a row but they're still seven back so you've got a lot of teams trying to figure out right now what they're going to do here at this deadline who's uh i mean outside of the obvious with shohei who do you think's the uh who, who's the who's the big prize is there one good question and i don't know the answer to that i mean i think it, there's got to be an arm somewhere that we're not thinking of that could be a prize like the White Sox stink. They've got some good young players, though. But are they like Robert? That's part of their future, I would think. Like you've got a lot of these teams that are bad uh, that want to hold on to their pieces just in case. Um, well, the reality is, whatever's part of whatever whoever's part of somebody's future right now, 
uh, that can be changed in the blink of an eye with the right financial reward. You know, at at, at at the time, I mean, you look at like Connor Norby. Obviously, I was going to uh, bring him. You up. know, obviously the 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 career that he's had in the minor leagues to this point. Uh, you got to think somebody would be interested in him with the Orioles, and it doesn't seem like the Orioles have a need for him right now. But I, you know, again, that could change with an injury. Uh, but is that a guy that ends up uh, being part of a trade? Uh, to go somewhere and you know if, if you can't be a big leaguer as a minor league guy you, you want to be part of a big league trade and and so that you know that kind of bolsters your opportunities to 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 maybe rise up the ranks it but was last year at this time we were talking about burley a lot right yeah on, and when would that, that that time be that he would break the barrier and make it to the major leagues and yeah that was about that time but instead of getting traded they uh they called they him up him and up, he's yeah. been up uh, how about his ejection the other oh, day man what i mean how about that umpire well earned 3-0 count that's just terrible, terrible outside. ball. I mean, look, let me tell you something. And, and you give that you give that strike zone to anybody that can command a fastball, you're not going to hit them. I mean, if you you know that's I mean, we saw again. We we kind of refer to the the good old days of of Maddox and those Braves, but that I mean, he Maddox made a, a mint off of. Hey man, if you're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. And that umpire, that was terrible. Terrible. Uh, uh, Joey, do you – oh, that's Danny. Joey, do you have uh, YouTube pulled up, or can you pull it up real quick and read Chris's uh, comment? Because uh, I want to know what that what he's making. And he hopes he doesn't burn down the hood. But if you could read out what uh, he's making, I would appreciate that. Also, Jamie says, have you guys seen the Zach Hample guy who is known for catching home runs, bumping kids out of the way? I used to like him. He is the worst. We'll get to him in a moment. All right. Am I reading? Uh, Chris Floyd, do you see his comment on YouTube? It should be the last one. No? Hoping I don't burn the hood down the hood. What is he making? Over here making chiaquillas, I think. I I don't even know what that is. But you said it well. Chiaquillas. Chiaquillas. You said it well. what I'm assuming. All right. Thank you for reading that. Our interpreter, uh, Joey, coming through. We got Danny on the mic. Danny, do you want to talk trade deadline? I was actually just about to add in. I'm thinking the arm that you guys are missing is either Stroman from the Cubs or, as we were talking about yesterday, Paxton with the Red Sox debating whether they're going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline. Which are two teams probably debating. Like that's. I mean, no, there's no thing. question about yeah. it. They, you know, they, they, it's a. If you see them go to the market as a buyer, uh, then it's obviously. I mean, obviously, you don't have to be a rocket science to know that it's a push for now. But is there enough there on either one of those clubs to? to be able to do that to even be relevant in Where the postseason so the cubs are let's see in the wild card they are two, they're Three. five back red sox are two i believe yeah so if you're the red sox are you really going to give up something here i mean the thing is what with paxton the deal is the fact that he has had this great of a year but it's the first time he's had this good of right. year in years so it's either you sell high or you extend them there's no right. in between so, well, that, I mean, that kind of goes back. If you look at Shohei, okay, now the question becomes, uh, yeah, he leads Major League Baseball in home runs, but he's struggling on the mound somewhat. He's had a little health scare. What Do you lease him for the rest of the year? I mean, do you, you know what I mean? Is that – and what do you bring him in to do? Are you thinking, okay, this is a guy that goes in to the front end of the rotation, but he's it's not quite there right this second? Uh, but, but, man, you, you're – I mean, how do you that's – a, that's a heck of a financial commitment to a guy that – you don't know if you're getting a DH or if you're getting a guy that's front of the rotation. 
I found it interesting last week talking to Mark Brown, Camden Chat, and he was he said he would not be willing to throw Jackson Holiday into a deal. No way. No way. You agree? No way. Jackson Holiday. You agree with that too, right? Yeah. Well, he also mentioned that he's 19 and has the potential to be on the big league club next year, which is like, okay, I don't understand why you would get rid of that. Yeah. No, that I mean, that's last time we saw that was Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. I mean, and it's obviously worked out well for both of them, and we're see we're seeing the. It's kind of funny to say, or maybe weird, but we're, I kind of feel like we're looking at the back end of Bryce Harper and Trout. Now, Harper's reinvented himself at first base, and he's played more than respectably over there. Uh, is that something that gets him another five, six years? I mean, I don't know. And, you know, Trout, just he just can't stay healthy right now. So it's it's so weird. Those guys are so young, that, but, they, you know, they've been in the big leagues forever, forever. So, but no, I, I don't see. I mean, Holiday's probably. Would, I mean, I would think he'd be, be be the most coveted minor leaguer out there if somebody were gonna, you know, somebody would try to try to make a run. One of, if not the one. But the the flip side of it is, if you were to make a deal for Shohei, he's a free agent at the end of the year. That's what so, I'm saying. So Do you lease him? It's, it's it's one of those things where it's like you got to be confident enough that if you are going to give up all this capital in your in your system, that you got to be confident that you're going to be able to sign him or extend him because it's just or you could just buy, be the Yankees or the Dodgers and just play for one year and just deal with it like they've done with Machado or yeah. other names I mean, I'm not it, thinking of. That's right, it's a lease. I mean, it's a and it's a very expensive lease and it's even more expensive if you if you don't think he can pitch or if you if you're unsure as to whether or not he can pitch. Why do you keep bringing that up? Well, he's had these little he's missed starts with little arm inflammations and You think his future is going to be just I, hitter here and Man, soon? I you know I can you rule him out as a pitcher, though? I mean, that, that's the whole thing is you're like, all right, if he's healthy, he's as good as anybody in the league on at the plate and on the mound. What if it's one of those things, and uh, I'll ask Danny, the player, and Mully, the former player coach, like, let's say he does have some arm stuff, and they're like, all right, we don't want to we don't want to mess with it. We're just going to use you as a hitter now. Could he go back two, three years from now and pitch, or is it one of those things where he'll lose it if he stops pitching? Oh, but if he's not throwing pins and doing everything he's got to do to keep himself now, oh, okay. We're also talking about a dude that's hit and pitched at the highest level. So I think the rules that Danny and I could understand probably go out the window. Yeah, this dude's a different. So yeah, could he do it? I, I mean, would you bet against him? I, and I think what would be more likely to happen: somebody makes a move, brings him over, shuts him down for two or three starts lets him get completely healthy and then makes that push in the playoffs to make sure he's available for a deep run in the postseason yeah i mean i i don't know it's just it's it's one of those things where you got to be able to communicate with him and understand like hey you also got to figure if you do get him in the in a trade you have to be able to kind of meet his needs be like if you want to do this then okay if we'll maybe we'll like kind of do that thing where you you be nice to him. You, okay, I don't want to pitch the rest of the year with that kind of thing. And then you sign him, and it's it's one thing where it's a mutual agreement where it's like, all right, well, let's do this going forward. God, I just can't imagine what it would cost somebody to bring him in for the rest of the year without a deal. I, I, I mean, I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could do that. Like, I I think there's got to be Whoever, some type. If of, somebody makes a trade, there's got to be some long term consideration. Right. And that's got to be agreed to before. Of course, now I don't understand exactly how all the stuff works contract wise. What he can. You know what he could sign. You know, I mean, he becomes a free agent, so I would assume that, you know, he could sign whatever the market will bear, uh, even length of 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 commitment. But I mean, what do you what do you give that guy? And, and and quite frankly, if there is a health question, is he better off for his stock to stay put, ride this thing out, prove himself healthy, then he goes into the market at what 50, 60 million a year? Well, I mean, I don't think that's out of the 
realm of possibility. It is such a shame, though, because it's just another year where Mike Trout and now Shohei Otani uh, will not be in the postseason if he doesn't get traded, which is just crazy. Right. I mean, Trout. I think Trout has played in what one playoff series. One. I mean, it might be even be if it's not a series, it might only be a singular game, like a wild card yeah. game or something. So uh, just unbelievable. And they actually do have a winning record. I asked it at Sports Trivia. uh, Teams that have finished the season with a losing record every year since 18. It was the Royals, the Tigers, and the Angels. Well, and that's, you know, you're seeing uh, the effects of a couple big contracts. You got the Pujols contract that they took on. Rendon. You got Rendon they took on. You've got, obviously, uh, Trout. When you're not in a big market, that's a that's a hugely risky maneuver to pay a third of your starting lineup that kind of money. It just leverages you the rest of the way. So I mean, I you know it's that 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 goes back a couple you know a couple years ago where those decisions were made and and the Angels are still you know still paying for it. Molly. We uh we usually give, let you go seven strong. You about did a complete game. Yeah, today. man. Yeah, we no, got rolling. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I got my. I mean, I have my good stuff today. Good stuff uh, from Danny Beal as well. Uh, anything else? Before no, we ride no, out? no. Enjoyed it. All right. Are you more Trent Dilfer or Biff Pogey? Oh, Biff, Biff, Biff Pogey. You're a Biff guy? Biff Pogey, yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of a drop the mic, but I don't have one. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, cool. Take a break. Come back. Wrap up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. We've got Bryce Williams joining us here Hour 3. As uh, we'll hear from Mike Houston, Shane Calhoun, Jeremy Lewis, and more. And uh, also have a giveaway. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after these words. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's uh, head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Bryce Williams is going to join us in a little bit. We'll have more recap from AAC Media Days. You'll hear from Mike Houston couple of pirate players as well our buddy randolph hanging out in the chat what's up randolph um <laughs> eric said mully went out there today and was one incorrect poot reference from a perfect game but uh boy he, he did his best today great performance by uh mike mully uh, also coach mac and looking forward to bryce joining us we got uh intern micah micah dennis joining us in studio because we have something very special to do. Um, Danny, can we get you on a mic real quick? Because we understand that is a, a very important day because Miss Micah is turning 22. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> just uh, just hitting your prime. 
Too. How you feeling? You feel old? Did your I'm back still, hurt when you woke you know, up? I'm getting like, some knee aches and back aches <laughs> I never had before. So, but it's okay. It's a part right. of the journey. Well, you know what we're gonna do here? We're gonna all sing Happy Birthday. <laughs> Everybody ready? Joey, yep, you good? Absolutely. All right. Well, let's 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 do it. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Micah. Happy birthday to you. Hold it out. You held that last note. We hope you remember that forever, Mike. I will. That was amazing. It's a Taylor Swift year. Oh, yeah. Taylor it's big. Swift, all the way. I don't get that reference, but I'm glad. 20, 22. 22. 22. The song 22. Oh, my God. Oh, my dude. gosh. Hold on one second. Oh here it is. All, all I know is you're the problem. <laughs> she wears short skirts, and I'm on the bleachers is all I know from Taylor. What? That's not, that's not even the lyrics. It was it's close, though. I'll Here's give you close. that. It was close. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, Pick and are you trying to play Name That Sound against me? Is this a challenge? Okay. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. All right, Mike, uh, we talked to you earlier. Uh, big news today, though. South Carolina coming to town. What are... Uh, what is this off season like? What are you doing currently, as far as basketball related? Um, just trying to stay in shape, keep in shape. Uh, we've been running a lot, so that's been, that's been good, bad, you know. But um, right now, just our mentality, um, focus, getting into the season. I know it's kind of earlier on, but just trying to alert the little newcomers coming in, you know, that we're, we're working hard even today going forward. So kind of just getting that mentality of you know competing and all that. Awesome. We, we saw the EC basketball team, the men's basketball team, out there doing uh, i believe they were playing softball oh, yeah. they were doing oh, kickball yeah. i'm assuming that's you know a lot of team chemistry bonding and stuff what do you guys do to kind of build that team chemistry so we actually went paintballing as a team which was really really fun you know, obviously i did really well but no it was really fun i really enjoyed it we do a lot of team building stuff like I, that's that's one thing i could say that i i have never had on any other team like we've actually do a lot of team building exercises and all that kind of stuff and the coaches actually go into it which i also like it's not just the girls like the coaches do it so i like that um but no yeah we do a lot of off the court on the court kind of stuff so it really helps us with our like chemistry good stuff danny uh you were actually asked in the chat yesterday and we had already got you off of mic but somebody was asking what you guys are up to as far as baseball goes what are you doing day to day yeah so we're still um hanging out with the freshmen uh obviously you know coach knight coach bortles and a couple other coach palumbo obviously are still recruiting and stuff um they're kind of just in atlanta and florida stuff like that getting new guys whether it's transfer getting guys to commit uh in high school but no we're we're we got a got a good group of older guys here still we got um i think this is the last week of summer school if mikey can correct me from, i think i think the last day of summer school is friday so um you know we'll we'll work out the rest of the week we got literally camp up at the up at the stadium this week um but we got last week of summer school then they'll go home till they th- believe the 17th is the day we're supposed to be back um we'll have meetings all that weekend and then we'll have first day of school 21st and then go from there it's getting up here soon how have y'all like the so micah you come in and and you have to get acquainted but you are an older you know person coming in as a a transfer and danny you've been in the program for a while so what's it like being going from the young buck to now a leader an upperclassman i'll ask you first danny uh and and taking guys under your wing how have you you know enjoyed that role 
It's nice. I mean, you, you you learn over time. You have conversations with older guys. Like when I was a freshman, it was Cam Colmer, Matt Bridges for six years, and Tyler Smith and the Jake Kuchmaners of the world. At least yeah. for me, I was I was a pitcher, so those are the guys I kind of gravitated towards. Um, but it's nice. It's it's obviously a lot of pressure at the beginning to kind of take on a leadership role. But you know, we have a good group of guys in terms of the fact that we just embrace it, and we have guys that lead in different ways, whether it's vocally, physically, or just do as I say, not as I that kind of thing. Um, but it's it's nice. It's it's cool that. You know, we have a obviously a eighteen class or eighteen right. freshman class, so it's it's a lot of kids to handle. But I think they've done a good job at being attentive, asking questions, not being you know hold everything in shy and stuff. So I think um, you know this is going to be a great year, great fall, and with eighteen kids, you know there's going to be a lot of opportunities for them. So, Micah, you go from uh, being welcomed in to being part of the welcoming committee. So, uh, and I know the coaches, Coach Godwin, with you, Danny, and uh, Coach McNeil, put a lot of a lot, a lot on you guys, right, to be kind of the coaches on the court and things like that. So, how have you uh, transferred into that role? I mean, I would say because I'm more of a quiet person, so my freshman sophomore year was kind of hard just because I wasn't really very vocal, especially as a point guard. You know, you have to be vocal all the time. So yeah, it was kind of a struggle at first, but. But then I think as the years went on, I started kind of accepting my role as point guard. And I feel like nowadays, especially with the freshmen coming in, it's so much easier to kind of guide them and also that they're willing to listen. So we kind of created that bond, which I think is really special. Um, So, yeah, no, it's been really great. As far as team workouts and things like that go, I know there's NCAA limits on what you can do. Are you able to do anything together in the gym, or is it all kind of individual work? What do What do you guys do? Um, we usually do like group stuff. So like we'll have like position groups. So I'll be with two, three other people, and we kind of just go over our shooting workouts individually. Um, it's I think it's a lot be a lot better um, that we kind of have the court to ourselves and that we can kind of just do it without coach watching and that we can kind of just you know create that bond a little bit better yeah and danny i guess you guys will uh be back as a group for fall ball is that the next time everybody's kind of together with the coaches and everything yeah pretty much i mean we'll have all of the guys that are playing summer ball and stuff back when we get back for like the meetings and stuff and then we can't start team practice till probably mid-september yeah. early september so it's just kind of individual stuff hitters are with you know the hitting coaches pitchers are with coach knight and that kind of thing just trying to get them in the groove and let them hit the ground running when we do do have you know uh fall ball team practice and then scrimmages after that are you ready for mission week can't you tell he's ready <laughs> oh man yeah. the shirt. you don't have to get ready if you stay it's, ready there, there is there is a dim light at the end of the tunnel when it does start but where once it ends you get to go home for thanksgiving so it's 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 enjoyable at times I'd like to think. What would be easier, Micah throwing a strike or you hitting a three-pointer right now? Well, believe it or not, we actually did a Goldsby's video together with the women's basketball team and the, yeah. and the baseball team and she was one of the better ones, I'd like to think, <laughs> but you. but I was I hadn't picked up a basketball at that point <laughs> since like I mean it had been a couple months, so it was ugly. I did hit the half court shot. You did, you did, nice. yeah. I hit the I half court that. shot, but no, it was I mean it was it. I wish we could get the clips back. It's a very funny I video, know. but yeah, it was. She was pretty good. I'd like to. I mean, hey, I'm not trying to boost you on your birthday. I'm I just mean... saying, like, <laughs> you did pretty good. Uh, you got any birthday plans? Um, I, I lost my invite to your party. It must oh, have got lost in the mail. I think it did. <laughs> I think I sent it to the wrong address. I'm so sorry. That's all right. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to go out with my teammates, just have a nice little dinner. So, sounds good. Yeah. Enjoy it. Thank you. Happy so birthday. Much. Thank you. All right, Michael, we'll let you run. Danny, you going to hang out? Yeah, sure will. Be here all night. We'll, we just keep Danny throwing in the bullpen if we need him. We'll bring him <laughs> in. If not, he'll just keep throwing over there. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we will come back. Bryce Williams going to join us. Big Hour 3. More from AAC Media Days when we return. You'll hear from Mike Houston and some Pirate players, Jeremy Lewis and Shane Calhoun. That's on the way. Back with you after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Well, Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional government and portfolio loans, plus construction and lot loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We're watching CBS Sports HQ, and they are discussing Jim Harbaugh facing a possible four-game suspension. Again, every headline I've read so far has said Harbaugh expected to be suspended four games. I haven't seen anything where he is missing uh, four games, but it looks like it is heading that way. Uh, He provided false or misleading statements to the NCAA. So again, is he being suspended for lying or suspended for what he did that he lied about? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, what are you pointing to, Danny Bill? The 34, 34? from Caesar Sportsbook. Whoa. Point and a half. This yeah. line is going so. way down. <laughs> so uh, jump on it uh, now, I guess. Uh, because I don't know. Will it continue to go down? Will it move back up? I don't know. Uh, Shirley, can we get some Bryce Williams intro music here? We just sang a great rendition mm. of Happy Birthday. I'm in the musical yeah. spirit. I saw the light. I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. I feel like there's no there's no better way to keep the music vibes going than me and Clip Rock. What do we call ourselves? Well, somebody said broken dumb is our Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> broken dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Chandler, I feel like you're trying to fight back a smile, or you're just kind of blank just here and there. No, I was trying to fight. It always brings a smile to my face hearing this song. Because, one, it makes me happy because I know that you're coming on the show. Oh, man, thanks. Maybe we should get some walk-up music for uh, Joey and Danny and uh, yeah. Micah as well. What would be? What's your warm-up song, Danny? It is John Wayne by Whiskey Myers. Me and Gross both did a Whiskey mm-hmm. Myers song. We made a made a little deal, but he did Frogman and I did uh, John. Oh Wayne. yeah, oh, so, nice. Yeah. Speaking of Gross, and, and you were, we were talking hitting maybe off the air. Gross told us his uh, his home run story. Remember Chandler? And he got ejected from. Josh Groves loves getting ejected. He just loves, he just loves yeah. controversy. He and threw his helmet, which I didn't think was that egregious. But uh, the ump did, and he got tossed, I believe. I'm sure he's leaving some parts out about stuff he said <laughs> or whatever else. But, yeah, he did get ejected, and it's it's happened once or twice. So I, I could see Josh Groves being a manager in baseball down the road and being one of those managers that goes and says, throw me out. Just yeah, throw me out. Like, like, <laughs> throw me out right now. The Lou Piniella of, <laughs> of, of the future. So tell us about your glory days in the batter's box. Are you a good God, hitter? I mean, not really. I was – I. Garrett Saylor would tell you different. I'd like to think that when I was younger in high school, I was pretty good. But as I got older, I just started to like just decline. And I was like, all right, pitching's probably where my future's at. And I had one game when I was a junior where I went like five for five with like a home run or two. But that that was pretty much the peak. After that, it was just all right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pitch it from here on out. It's way easier. Did, <laughs> did you ever get into the the what are they the batting cage and hit for BP here? What are they called the donut? What are they called the thing that they put on the field? <laughs> 
the it's turtle, like the, the, the turtle, the turtle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've so every, we we've, Coach Godwin has a deal where if you if the pitchers throw a shutout, we get pitchers BP. Right, and that's happened probably four times in my going on four years here. So it's it's few and far in between. But every single chance I get, I've I take advantage of it because it's like it's reliving the glory days a little bit. Have you hit gross. a home run on that field? Yep, it went into the trees last year. Last time we did it last year. So. Nice. Because hey, Gross talked about all the bombs he hit, or at least the one that he hit like recently. He he can get a hold of one every once in a while. Jordan Little is really good. Cooch Maynard could swing it a little bit. Um, God, there's one more I'm thinking. I can't remember. I can't. Terwilliger did he hit any bombs? We were we were <laughs> talking about hit bombs in game. Which was <laughs> we were impressive. talking about this yesterday off the air. But Benny T would like hit bombs. He would come in like I remember the Cincinnati game of him like hitting a bomb Morning off the wall. Power, yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, he was he. It was that whole Cincinnati game was just a blur because it was a Sunday game. We had lost game one, one game two, game three. It's a travel day. You're playing at like 11:30 in Cincy because you're trying to get back early enough. And it was like an 11 to 12 game. We used like it felt like 14 pitchers, and so. Zach had already came in and pitched, so we ran Benny T out there to hit, and lo and behold, hit one off the wall and <laughs> took the go-ahead run. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. Intern Dan, a.k.a. Danny Beal, hanging out with us. We got Bryce Williams here. Jamie says, what was the highest-ranked team Bryce played against? Chandler can probably remember if Bryce can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm leaning going on the spot to Chandler. <laughs> was it one of the Hokie teams? Was it... I mean, he played uh, Carolina and State, but I don't know if they were ranked. That, I don't think they were ranked. Bad. Y'all were, I remember, uh, y'all were ranked. When y'all were at the Temple, I hate to bring up that Temple game, yeah. y'all were like 15th or 16th in the country. Yeah. Um, man, I can't I don't think, think Florida was ranked when y'all Virginia were Virginia Tech. Was like one of those early years. They were probably like fit, between like 10 and 15 in the country probably. Like 2012-ish, mm-hmm. I would say, 2012-2013. South Carolina ranked. I mean, y'all beat... 2014, you beat South Carolina. They were 17th in the country. That's when... Wait. No, we didn't didn't beat South Carolina. Not South Carolina, Virginia Tech. At Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when beat Carolina, yeah. So probably one of those Hokies teams. One of those Virginia Tech teams, I would say. Probably, yeah. All right, Jamie. uh, We got the Phil Steels in there. We could probably look it up. I kind of want to go do that. Well, go grab uh, 2016 because that'll have the previous years and if they were ranked way to go chandler get on that bryce uh news of the day talked about jim harbaugh maybe uh missing the ecu game which mm-hmm. you said uh, i said how about this like how about suspend him for fall camp instead of there the we game? go fall camp you know like he can implement his tactics <laughs> that's right because he's going to be coaching up to kickoff basically mm-hmm. and then say you can't come in the stadium right is it really going to matter that much like if you guys were without rough you would have you know riley on yeah. offense and uh, your defensive coordinator, uh, you know, who, yeah. Coach Smith or whatever. Yeah, Coach Smith. So, uh, would it impact the game that much? Uh, I don't – maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, Coach Ruff obviously was the head coach, but, you know, Coach Ruff was the OC. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't, you know. You'd be missing a, what, yeah. a motivational speech, uh, yeah. a talking to here and there, yeah. but you guys know your job. So Right. I don't know. Yeah. Chandler. No, well, he'll be well during the say he gets suspended, which it looks like he's going to be suspended. Like he's not going to be able, like it's, they're saying the games obviously, but like during practice, like he's not going to be able to coach. Or can he go out there and coach all week and then just can't coach in the, in the yeah, games? He's just not going to be there for the games, I guess. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, it's uh, it's not much of a penalty. I remember we were talking to uh, Carter and, and Garrett about 
how close they are to be able to calling to be calling pitches in a game who would have to get ejected so <laughs> i think i heard it i think i heard spivey tell this story one time so we were at elon i believe this year and the umpires were just painfully like oh my the, one of the worst umpired games i'd ever seen and coach knight had probably said a bit too much sometimes and he would get on the front step and yell and he looked at he we were doing me and Spivey were doing charts together he turns around to Spivey and goes listen if I get thrown out of this game you're calling pitches and I'm like <laughs> why not me like, like why, why does it have to be always Spivey 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 it's never Danny <laughs> Spivey Spivey yeah. Spivey but uh, it was funny he didn't, Spivey, was, Spivey was like yeah get him get him coach whenever he'd step up there try to, try to get him thrown out yeah, it was instigating yeah, exactly. a, a, an ejection hey maybe it'll be you this year hey, Spivey's gone hey, good lord yeah. willing good lord willing yeah uh, Chandler what do we got highest ranked opponent Bryce Williams played against I remember this you were here in 2012 right mm-hmm well, we got introduced to probably one of the best quarterbacks at East Carolina, Shane Carden, this day. Oh, yeah. At South, South Carolina, Carolina, they were ranked number nine in the country. Wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and that was a throt. That was a beatdown, 48 to 10. Yeah. So. Did you play in that game at all? No, that was no. my first year there. Go to 13 and beyond. 13, 14, 15. Any ranks? Uh, oh, yeah. Opponents? So, at South Carolina in, in 14, was uh, they were ranked 21. Oh, uh, that was the Mike Davis. That was the Mike Davis drive to end the game. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, frustrating. The very next week, you went and beat. Oh, uh, that's the uh, game you were missing a player, right, Bryce? Missing, probably a very important player in that defensive line. Missing a monster that might be Mon- from the swamp. <laughs> Uh, you you yeah. pl- you played no ranked teams in in thirteen. So Jeez. in thirteen, yeah, nobody yeah, was ranked yeah. that year. So were we? But in thirteen, we were the ranked team. Now here in, it says, all right, Virginia Tech was ranked seventeenth in the country. Uh, y'all were ranked twenty second, nineteen and eighteen. Mm. That was against SMU at USF, then Connecticut, and then you mm. go to Temple and you mm. lose that game, twenty to ten. So. Like 500 yards of offense, and you only put up 10 points. <laughs> Why are you talking to him that way? Sorry. <laughs> he was there. Because I'm still mad about that day. <laughs> yeah. I remember being in like early high school and thinking, like, what the hell's going on uh, here? They didn't take their cold weather gear, according to What the to hell is going on around here? <laughs> uh, Jansen says, man, it's tough now because if we pull the upset off against Michigan, the immediate excuse is going to be Harbaugh is out. I'm still not convinced. I don't care. That's, I think he's I'm not going to care. One, I hope he's joking. That, yeah. That's not going to matter one bit. Yeah. yeah. Because you know why? Because even if uh, Jim Harbaugh's not going to be on the sideline for Michigan, you know what this guy said about Michigan? It's going to be the best team he's ever put on the field. Yeah. Be a damn At shame. Michigan. Be a damn shame if they lost to the Pirates week one. Right. So, I mean, it, Jim Harbaugh or not, he's going to have his Harbaugh. players out. Harbaugh. Whether he's there or not, this is going to be the best team that we see or anybody sees from Michigan. Kenny Michigan says, Harbaugh. now we need about five starters to get in trouble from both sides of the ball. <laughs> it could happen. It, it sure uh, could. It could happen. It happens here every year. Yes, it does. Uh, East, like When we do that first pregame show, it always comes out in the last hour. We kind of catch wind of somebody's getting suspended, but like so-and-so will be out today because of so-and-so reason yeah it happens every freaking year you'll see the did not travel with team tweet somewhere out there on twitter or you'll see such and such is in street clothes on the sideline during pregame warm-ups and you're like man i can see it right now happens every year 39 days away all right let's uh how about that bro 39 days away we are getting there wow let's hear what mike houston had to say earlier today Shirley, with his comments at aac media days great uh 
be back at uh, Media Days in person uh, again. So, uh, you know, this time of the year, everybody's, uh, you know, ramping up and getting excited. Uh, preseason or summer, summer workouts are done and everybody's ready for preseason camp. And, uh, you know, everybody's, you know, writing their stories and making their projections and uh, predictions and uh, talking about the opener. And it's just an exciting time of the year. So uh, it's great to be back uh, together and uh, representing East Carolina University. And uh, it's an exciting time for the American Conference. Uh, with our six new members coming in, uh, it's going to create some uh, some new matchups, some new rivalries, uh, and I know all the all the coaches in the league are excited about that. But uh, you know, here as we start, uh, you know, for me and uh, our staff, year five at uh, East Carolina, uh, just really pleased with where the program is right now. Uh, excited about this group uh, this fall. Uh, excited about the, the dedication and commitment that they've shown during the off season. Um, I know there's a lot of documentation about who is, uh, you know, in the NFL and uh, who we lost last year, and that, I've heard a lot of that this summer. But uh, I'm really excited about who we have returning. Uh, a lot of players have been waiting their time. Uh, a lot of players have been uh, doing it out there, uh, and now they've they're they're thrust into a bigger role. So, but uh, you know, as we stand here today, uh, I'm, I'm excited, as excited about uh, the program and this season as I ever have been any, and so. Uh, be ready to get started. Mike Houston says he's excited about the returners. He was asked specifically who are some players will be counting on this season. Well, I mean, I think you, you got to start with our running back room. Uh, you know, Rajay Harris was first team all conference in 2020. Uh, he did have a, a pretty tough injury last year, but he's fully recovered. Uh, had, a, had, had a great off season. Uh, he and Marlon Gunn are two very experienced backs returning. Uh, that have, you know, Marlon played a lot for us last year after Rajay went down. So, you know, those two guys are pretty proven commodities in this league. And so I expect those two to have, you know, very solid years for us. Jalen Johnson had a solid year for us last year in spite of missing some time. Uh, he did battle some injuries around midseason and still put up really solid numbers. Uh, he's healthy uh, and, you know, has worked very hard this offseason. So expect him, you know, to have a very productive year this year. Same thing for Josiah Hatfield who has had some of the biggest moments uh, in Pirate history. I mean, he's had, some, he's had the, the touchdown against South Carolina in 21 to start the game. Uh, you know, he's, he's had so many plays like that. Had a huge game down at SMU in 19. So a very experienced, explosive guy right there. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Julius Wood, uh, I don't know how he didn't make all-conference last year. I think he's one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, he's had a great offseason, uh, just really excited about uh, he and Tegan returning there at the safety position. Um, and in our, our defensive front, you know, we return you know, virtually everybody up front, and uh, it's a solid bunch. They've all been playing for three years. Uh, I talk about them as a group because you know, that's kind of how we view them, and, uh, and they're, they're all just solid core players. But uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about uh, a lot more than just those guys, but those are a few that have already you know, proven themselves in this league. Mike Houston talking about some of the guys he's looking forward to seeing this year. And at the receiver position, mentioned two guys that have had their moments. Now they have to do it consistent, uh, consistently. Jalen Johnson and uh, Josiah Hatfield. And Bryce, you played with some great receivers at East Carolina. And one thing about Justin Hardy and Zay Jones, not only were they great players, uh, they were consistent, right, with everything mm-hmm. they did during the week and, and certainly in games as well. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, I always reference uh, Hardy and, uh, 
but especially watching them during you know during practice, everything looks so you know effortlessly to them. Um, you know, and same was well. Zay also had Hardy had like this smooth kind of run to him. Zay, you could tell, was just rolling. Um, you know, during his routes and stuff. But um, yeah, both of them are always you know super consistent. You know, sort of just had their own little routine and things throughout practice, and then you know game. Um, you know, same thing as that. But um, yeah, they were great players to be around. And uh, we're definitely fun to watch. And Bryce put up good numbers here. They could have been better if Hardy wasn't so consistent. Because even though you were tight end, you were running inside receiver behind him a lot, right? You were hoping he was less consistent. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, being behind Hardy for two years was, um, you know, not like Hardy. You know, it wasn't like, dang. I'm, well, I mean, of course, I wanted to be out there. But yeah, Coach Riley did a you know great job utilizing me. Um, in that offense, being that I was, you know, behind Hardy at the Y. But, um, you know, it, it would have been nice to just maybe been out there with me, Hardy, and Zay a little more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was uh, it was something to, you know, you know be around Hardy and um, all that. But, um, you know, I enjoyed, you know, being where I was, and it worked out. What about the quarterback position, the million-dollar question? Mike Houston uh, talked about that situation. Cut five, Shirley. Well, you know, the positive thing is Mason and Alex have both been there in the same room with Holton his entire time. Uh, Mason did start a game in 2020 uh, when uh, Holton was out with COVID. Uh, so those guys have been there, been at practice, been getting the reps, been getting the same you know looks and things like that. You know, the thing you can't replace is the game experience. Uh, and obviously, you know, both those guys are inexperienced when it comes to college uh, snaps. Uh, but, you know, they have worked very hard this off season to prepare. They're both playing as, as well as they ever have. Uh, and, you know, I've talked a lot about Mason. I mean, Mason's, Mason's ability and the ceiling for him is pretty high. And uh, we're all excited to see him this year and see what he does with that. Uh, we're excited about the pieces around him. I think that's a big factor for him is just the comfort with the players around him. Uh, but it's going to take, you know, those those same things that Holton went through my first couple of years, you know, Mason's got to go through those things from a decision-making process. Now, he's probably more prepared for the beginning than Holton was in that, you know, he has been there with Holton through his last three years. Uh, but still, there's no, no replacing experience. Mike Houston there, uh, quarterback situation uh, to be determined, but... Uh, you know, still seems like Mason Garcia might be the guy. Although Jamie, um, Pirate Radio listener and viewer, uh, said his sources say Alex Flynn will start. I don't know how he knows that before fall camp even starts, but I'm not going to question his sources. Uh, Jamie did just add a moment ago, though, that uh, probably the thing that killed us most last year was the kicking game. Cost us at least two wins. There has not been a lot of discussion about that this offseason. I mean, you think about State. That's, that's one uh, right Harry you think about uh, Navy you make a field goal there it goes into another overtime uh, and you can point to some other miscues as well whether it be botched holds or misses or everything in between so that is something I'm sure Mike Houston uh, has thought about quite a bit uh, this offseason and we'll get a lot of questions about during fall camp what does that uh, kicking situation look like who is that guy I mean and uh, Leith Margin was the guy that came in last year and uh, took over for Owen Daffer Owen Daffer no longer in the program I do want to I want to say that there was somebody that came in from the transfer portal so there might be if there's a name on the roster this year especially during fall camp that you see that's not uh, familiar 
familiar to you, I think it might be that transfer that's come in and is uh, going to compete for the starting job to, uh, at the kicking position. Uh, kickers on the roster. Well, Andrew Conrad kicked in games last mm-hmm. year, right? Andrew Conrad, Leif Margin. I think Leif Margin did more like kickoff duty. Yeah, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Conrad came in. Andrew Conrad had the um, he had the game winning kick against BYU, I believe. Yes, mm. that, that barely went that, in. Yeah, wasn't the prettiest thing that we've barely ever seen. Went in. But uh, Chandler, that transfer kicker is the greatest football player of all time. Oh, it's uh, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. <laughs> Jerry Rice. <laughs> His parents had to have done that on purpose. <laughs> I want my '98 Rice ECU jersey. Jerry Rice into uh, Jerry Rice. Five seven one sixty eight. Where did he man. come from? That's a football Does it say? player. Uh, VMI. Okay, he's a military man. Support the troops. His high school. school. He's from uh, Daleville, Virginia. Daleville. From Daleville. Mm -hmm. Daleville. Lord (laughs) Botort. I said his high school. Well said. (laughs) Lord Botort. Botort. Tort. Do you have that? Do we have that soundbite of him trying to say? Oh, yeah. TLC? TLC. To, to, to Chalia. <laughs> the, the members of TLC. Oh, God. To Chalia. I was trying to give Bryce hints to TLC by naming their names, and he said the group was uh, what? To Chalia. To Chalia. All right, Bryce. Mike Houston, very um, normal acting today on the mic. That can't be said about uh, all the coaches. No. There. He's uh, definitely the most sensible person up there. Uh, get a load of Biff Pogie. You know who Biff Pogie is, Bryce? Uh, I'll show you a picture of him. Yeah, show uh, show sleeveless Biff to Bryce. He's yeah. the new head coach at Charlotte, uh, and uh, they are picking Charlotte last. New coach, a lot of uh, new players, and uh, Biff wanted to be asked more questions today. Hit that again, Charlotte. Oh gosh. Um. So we're 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 in that game, and we want to be in it, and we're going to stay in it. That's it? Three questions? Maybe that's because you have us ranked last. That's all what you think of us. So that, that, we, we get that message. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> oh, Biff. Dropping the hammer down. I tell you what. Maybe that's because y'all picked us last. <laughs> Someone is sour. <laughs> Roll Niners. <laughs> uh, gracious. He's got a bit of a sideshow. So he remember Chandler we talked about it on the show a few weeks ago? He got into it with the App State coach on Twitter. And it not just the App State coach, like it was a like a grad assistant or it was somebody yeah, like goodness. some sort of analyst on the team. He a very young guy. said, uh, you're uh, an assistant at App State. Nobody cares what you think or something like that. Goodness oh gracious. Oh, my God. And then had to come out and, uh, of course, apologize for it. Um, let me see if I can pull Biff up. Pogi. I hate to uh, to misquote old Biff here. I want to make sure I get it right. He might get upset with me. it was right there. Um, you look a little salty. No one gives a crap what you think. Yeah. Is what Biff Pokey said he told to him. him, state assistant. He told him. Take yeah, that. got you. In your face. Not a crap. So, uh, yeah, Mike, Glenn said it best earlier today. Mike Houston, the most uh, normal, mentally adjusted 
acting coach in the AAC. I really liked what Shane Calhoun said today about how he provides a lot of stability and they're standing behind him, which is awesome to hear because of the fact that you have all these new guys and you got to figure out all these new positions and who's going to play as often as they mm-hmm. need to. And having a coach with that much stability, I think, provides a really good kind of soft spot for him. Danny, in the business, we call that a segue. Let's hear Shane and Jeremy one, Shirley, <laughs> as they talk about what Mike Houston has meant to the program. Wow. All right, we're going to bring in some of Mike Houston's players, tight end Shane Calhoun, linebacker Jeremy Lewis. Guys, when you look at the um, progress that Coach Houston has made there in his six years, better and better each season and now back-to-back bowl seasons, uh, what has allowed for the consistency and the growth under Coach? I mean, I think it's just great to have a coach that's really stable and, you know, he's a person that's very grounded as a person. So when it comes to Coach Houston, he's always a guy that's going to be super up front with you and that allows us players to be consistent in and every day. Yeah, with Coach, he's all about consistency and discipline. You know, he, he practiced what he preaches and he brung in. He changed the culture, like y'all said, and that's, that's true. He really did that, and he changed his program around for the better, and we've just been grinding, following his lead ever since. And you can't do that without a coach like Coach Houston. So we, we're very grateful for him. There you go. Uh, those are great words to hear from your players. And stable was the word Glenn used earlier. Mike Houston, the most stable coach uh, most... that he saw on the podium today. And uh, Danny, I mean, Cliff Godwin can be tough on you guys, but uh, he's consistent, right? I mean, you know, he uh, he doesn't leave much of the imagination. He tells you up front and, and you guys follow him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't leave any doubt. You, he, I mean, even in his recruiting pitches, he's like, hey, if you don't want to work hard, don't come to East Carolina. And I'm sure Coach Houston's the exact same way. It's just one of those things where you know what you're getting yourself into with Coach Godwin and Coach Houston, and they've obviously turned the, both of their respective programs around in their tenures here, and it's obviously paid dividends for you know Pirate Nation. And Bryce, uh, I mean, you can question Ruff on some things, but you couldn't question uh, his love for you guys, right? And he would, yeah. he would back you up uh, in any fight, and uh, that makes you want to play hard for the guy right yeah most definitely he always had you know pretty much the same energy um enthusiasm you know each practice you know and each day that you know we were around him um which you know it is great you know to have a coach um bring something like that to the team um you know like he said back to the fight his thing was always want some get some yeah he he would you know um obviously practice what he preaches in that i mean he was always there for us and uh it was a good time uh, spending with him. I'll ask both of you this uh, as a football player and a baseball player, and two different, I mean, times here at East Carolina. How long did it take you guys to buy into the culture and to the program? Did it happen there in the living room when the coach was in the living room with you, or did it happen the first week you reported to to camp, or what? I mean, when does did when was the time that you bought into that program and knew all right, this is how it's going to be? Go ahead. Okay, all right. I think I feel like a little bit of it you have to buy in initially because to even commit here, I feel like you have to trust these coaches with that. They're going to treat you right the next four years. And then obviously when you get here, obviously it takes time because it's new. It's, it's, you know, it's probably the hardest working, you know, people you've been around in terms of workouts, tenure, not tenure, but workouts, you know, the standard that they have for the program that they've, you know, people that have been there before you. And it's just one of those things where you just got to trust the process in terms of what they want you to do and trust that they only have your best interest. They don't want you here just to like, let, let's have them listen to you. They want the best for you. They want the program to be great and they want you to help them do it. Yeah, most definitely. And um, like Danny said, you definitely, you know, when you first get here, I mean, you're, you're buying in, um, you know, you're working hard and Maybe initially, like when those like first few days, you're kind of getting the feel of you know your teammates and new guys you don't know. So you're kind of like you're 
a little bit like on your own maybe slightly mm-hmm. yep. but as soon as you know you go i mean it doesn't take long to just start vibing with all your you know your yeah. uh your teammates and as soon as y'all start cohering together and i mean it, i mean it's great it's a great feeling um when you know he's you know your your buddy's working hard for you you're working hard for him um you know that's when it, you really just get the feel for like dang like we're doing this together uh we all have the same mindset and goals so you know I, but it doesn't take long it is it's a handful of days you know at fall camp you know and you everybody's going through the same thing um but yeah initially you're you're ready to go but especially when everybody gets cut you know you start making buddies and stuff like it's it's pretty great. quick that's a good point that uh, danny y'all kind of rally around your hatred for coach godwin during mission week and <laughs> uh, i joke but like everybody's on the same page you got you buy into the coach then you buy into your teammates and it all comes yeah. together right yeah there's no doubt i mean it's it's obviously the fall i mean it, it's different because for football obviously you're playing games in the fall so it's literally the summer and then you're thrown into the fire kind of thing and with baseball you have the summer the fall the winter and then you're finally playing so it's just they have a little bit more time at least from my perspective to kind of get used to everything and it's a lot easier on the leaders and the coaches to kind of embrace them and kind of like don't be so quick and And rushed yeah exactly so it's just makes it a lot easier on them to kind of get you know ambush in the culture for sure uh we'll take a break when we return we'll hear what shane calhoun has to say about his role this year and also uh taking over for an offense that is losing a whole lot so we'll hear that we got a giveaway more with bryce more with db back with you pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's N-U-Blue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, intern Dan, a.k.a. Danny Beal, hanging out. Bryce Williams, Slim 80, and also the former long snapper, Chandler Honeycutt. Here inside the Pirate Radio <laughs> Studio. You've got Slim three 80. athletes in here with you. That's right. If it Where's feels that crazy. clip? I'd like to hear that. Uh, Charlie, was Chandler? What position did Chandler use? I'm a former long snapper. So <laughs> <laughs> we Hit the whole cut. Hit the whole cut. I love Cheer. I'm a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football, special teams. How's Are you t- that's his truth? You mean that? I'm a former long snapper. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. He pulled a Danny Beal and went to media day for football and talked about himself the entire day, Danny. I love to talk about this stuff because I just used to play football and I'm, I'm a long time. I love it. I love it. I love, I love it. I, oh, man. I love Speaking it. of cuts, we didn't uh, 
played the Mike Schwartz cut for coach today. Respect. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have to do it next next <laughs> week, I guess. But great respect to all of you out there. All right, uh, Bryce. Just a ton of respect for Campbell. And- <laughs> Thank you, coach. Uh, Bryce is pulling for number eighty. Shane yep. Calhoun. Yeah, he's not. I tell you what, Shane looked like a gam today. Did he? A grown a man. He ain't slim eighty. I can tell you that. Yeah. He's got some size to him. Uh, but Shane talked about the offense losing a lot, his role, and uh, all that. Let's hit uh, number two, Shirley. And Coach talked about it, guys. You were a fun team to watch last year. Defensively, pretty stout coming back, especially up front with you, Jeremy. Offensively, though, and we just saw the graphic, you lose quarterback, 1,000-yard rusher, a couple wide receivers. I mean, a lot of productivity. Guys have to step up. And, and Shane, you're one of them. I mean, 25 receptions last year, but you're that tight end that has that matchup issue. You're a big guy you can run. Expecting a big year out of you? Uh, for sure. I mean, I'm not going to say too much right now, but I am <laughs> expecting to step up and take more of a, you know, a prominent role in this offense on this team. You know, in the past, I've been more of a lead by example guy. I feel like this is my chance to really step up and be that person going forward. And I know it's been Holton. Holton's been there forever, um, and he's gone. Um, Mason Garcia looks like the next guy up, but it's still kind of going to be a little bit of a battle in camp, correct? I mean, it's not Mason's job yet, is it? For sure. I mean, two of the guys that we have, Alex Flynn and Mason Garcia, they're both great quarterbacks, and it's going to be a, you know, a challenge going to camp to see who's going to be the guy. But, you know, we're excited about both of them, and, you know, whoever it is, you know, start season again to start, you know, September 2nd, we're ready for them. Hey, the Star Wars sound effects they have on Media Day. I remember. They get in the way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, that was on uh, ESPN Plus earlier today. They say, like, I feel like it's maybe more NFL than college, but, you know, tight end is a new quarterback's best friend. You can really utilize the tight end, Bryce. So that I think that's important for uh, for Calhoun, for this offense, for Donnie Kirkpatrick to load up maybe some easy throw and catch or early with Garcia to Calhoun or Flynn to Calhoun early in the year. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think and for the tight end, you know, there's a lot – you know, a lot simpler or more simple, simpler routes, you know, that can, you know, easy throws for, you know, the quarterbacks, you know, the sit route over, you know, the sit route about five to six yards deep, you know, right over the ball, the flat route, um, the stick route. I mean, because we're right there, you know, close, but I don't think, you know, make any long throws, you know, across the field. So get your confidence um, going a little bit. Oh, yeah. So there's definitely, um, you know, I'd love to see, uh, well, I was going to mention a name of quarterbacks, but I guess it's, you know, unanimous, not unanimous, but undecided. You know, one of the quarterbacks start, you know, sticking into the tight ends first and sort of get Shane as, uh, not saying he's not confident, but just even built up more confidence and just yeah. the flow of the game, um, you know, for his senior year, correct? That's, uh, yeah. 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 So, you know, just to get him going, get him in the groove with, you know, those, you know, the routes that, you know, I'm sure they have in their, uh, offense, you know, for the tight end, you know, we make it easy on them. You know, we're pretty much the best offensive position out there when it comes to, you know, specialist, not specialist, but a skill. That might best, be, that might have been a biased, um, you know, response. But. Best skill guy out there is your tight end, your best friend. Exactly. Throw him the football. Exactly. So Shane, what is he? Might be a COVID senior. Thanks. Where he gets another. Let me check out Shane Calhoun so I get this right. <laughs> Chandler, you uh, do you know without me looking it up? How many years Shane Cohen's been here? I know he was here during the COVID year. I think I want to say that was his freshman year. So he'll 2020, 2021, 22. So he would be a senior, but he has that COVID year. So he's a fifth year. Because he played in nine games as a true freshman, but he gets that year back. He's a fifth year. So he's got, yes, he's still got a couple more. Yeah. If he wants to take them. Yep. Really? I wonder what he's going to do. I don't know. 
somebody should have asked them today. Thanks. So you could technically be in what, like six years, roughly, if you were like timed up the COVID enrollment. Remember the guy like? Coach Mag told us about last week? There's a guy that's been in college Let's see football. See if we can remember it. So he went to a JUCO and he redshirted. Second year got hurt. Like, so he still hadn't played a year yet because he got that back. And then he played, got hurt again, and had, and there was a COVID year. So he ended up getting a red shirt year, two injury years, and a COVID year. Jeez. So basically he could play eight years. <laughs> that guy's yeah, the, read something that guy's the poster child for college forever. God, he, yeah, he, Van Wilder, to he, use a get his doctor. I read that if you were That's an incoming crazy. athlete uh, that – an incoming athlete for a freshman in the fall of 2020, you'd be eligible for at least nine to ten years <laughs> because <laughs> of your retro, yeah. COVID years, your injury pardons, right? And then uh, there's like your discrepancy year. So if you didn't get redshirted but you played less than three and a half games yeah. or something, you can get granted Goodness another year. Gracious, he's yeah. a six-five receiver. His name is Bradley Rosner. He's going to be playing at NC State this year, where he spent the first three years as a at a junior college. Then he went to Rice, and now he's at NC State. So the year he got hurt twice, uh, and the one year, the second year he got hurt was during COVID. So on top of you know that injury, he had the COVID year. So eight years. He was a freshman when I was a freshman. So yeah, it would be like Chandler. That's like me still being in college, being a current long snapper instead of a former long snapper. The North Texas quarterback is supposed to be thirty before the season starts. No. Yeah, it was a big like transfer thing. he entered his name in the portal after a little after uh, who's the Rice quarterback now? He's a JT Daniels. JT Daniels. It was one of the stories in the same week. He's 29 years old. JT Daniels? For, no, no, no. He's a quarterback for North Texas. He's 29 oh. years old. Now Texas San Antonio's had a guy that's uh, kind of been on the Aylers plan, I believe, who has been there a long time. Did Aylers, well, did holding five or six years here. To five. So his first year it's was 18, 18. Right? And so 18, 19, 20, 21. He was, it was five years. Yeah. Oh, he's and it, but look, you had Stetson Bennett last year who finished the year at, at 25 years old. Stetson Bennett, the quarterback for Georgia, won his second national championship and he was 25 years old. How he got there? Because I mean, I believe he left Georgia, then came back to Georgia. Yep. So he, he had a journey too and it ended up working out for him. And now he's with the Rams. But. Being, I mean, I'm not even 25 yet, and he was 25 playing the <laughs> national championship earlier this year. It just seems like they are here forever because they normally play when they're freshmen. So it's right. like, oh my god, this guy's been here for a whole contract. It feels like, okay, he's trying to get off his rookie deal. Yeah. Austin Ann. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. He so he was a uh, he did he spent six seasons in the New York Yankees organization. Yeah. So uh, now he is going to be what? Yeah. Jeez. That's um, you know, that's actually very interesting because there was a feature story on LB Network the other day about I can't remember his name, but he literally went from he was playing for Stanford, went got drafted in the first round, went back to Stanford, and it was John Lynch. John Lynch, oh, yeah. John Lynch went from Stanford to I think. The team escapes me. It was the MLB team back to Stanford and then ended up playing for the 49ers. It's like, Jeez. I didn't even know you could do that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's I guess if you're playing a, 
uh, a different sport, you keep your eligibility. Yeah. So like J.R. Smith, if you go straight from high oh, school to right. college, yeah. you still have eligibility in other sports. So J.R. Smith couldn't have come back to play basketball, yeah. no, but, but he, he could have played, played college like LeBron golf. can come back and play football, football. for Ohio State right now. <laughs> he's not going to. <laughs> Throw LeBron at tight end? Could you imagine? Good. That's crazy. All right. Then he goes to the NFL. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I wouldn't put anything past them. All right, Shirley, uh, let's give something away here on a Tuesday and make somebody a winner as we hear fake Anthony Kiedis. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wow, power radio, kind of awesome. Jamie said, did Shane have uh, to ask permission from Bryce to wear number 80? I've already talked to him about that. He didn't, but, you know, I'll let it slide. He also says, is Bryce the most productive number 80 in ECU history? We'll have to Google that up. Chandler, get the book. (laughs) Chandler, get productive number 80s. All right, Shirley, what are we giving away? A $10 gift card to Familia. Oh, man, that is a good one. What caller are we looking for? Uh, Let's go with caller number six. Caller six, 317-1250. Back with Pirate Radio Outdoors and more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Charles Askew of Stokes. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Shirley, can I ask you a question? Yes, you may ask me a question. Who uh, was the winner today? Charles Eskew. Oh, okay. Good job, Charles. <laughs> Bryce, we got a few minutes to go outdoors. So yeah. let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors. Yeah, man. Have they been biting? Have uh, the fishies been biting? Man, not as... It wasn't quite... So we're, you, know, you know, big drum season's coming around the corner. And me and my buddy were... Maybe we're trying to wish it into existence because we were... Uh, you know, was able to take the boat out because it's been a few weeks. And, uh, you know, I had all my drum, big drum stuff and everything, everything and catching bait and, you know, set up on some ledges and stuff. But what kind of bait you catch? No, pogies. Okay. Yeah, biff pogies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> bang! And unfortunately, you you, you know, you know, big drum, but I did catch, you know, some small redfish, you know, trout, flounder, stuff. So it was a, pretty uh you know it was a decent day we were out there in the noose and it was a little sketch weather we started seeing some clouds start uh-huh. to cup i was like what's well, gonna go after this but um not the big drum uh day we were hoping for but uh those days are coming was able to you know run the boat pretty wide open so we uh i'll show you a video of her scooting across the water so it was pretty cool to run her but um was out on the water it was you know great to be out there and 
many more to come, that's for sure. So, all right. Um, and then uh, my father-in-law's picking up the new boat today. Should be already back. So that's exciting. Um, might be on that this weekend. But yeah, so a bit on the water. Danny, you been doing any fishing lately? Not lately. I wish I could have. My my roommate Cam Clanch loves to fish, and I try to get out with him every chance I can. I just don't have the time for it right now, which sucks. But I, I love to do it. I did it a ton in high school, so it's a good time. What's your uh, best catch or like a memorable catch you've had? Anything Gosh, come to mind? Not not off the top of my head. I mean, I've had. I mean, whether it's deep sea or just <laughs> off like some like a little pond by my house. I mean, I've I've caught a couple. Nothing like out of the ordinary that would impress Bryce or anything, but <laughs> just just normal normal, you know, city boy kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> Old city boy fishing. Yep. All right, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Uh, John Moody drops off a little nugget. John's a big schedule guy. Uh, UTSA's 2023 homecoming game has been set October 28th against East Carolina. Mm -hmm. Would hate to ruin that for him. Yeah. Let's go (laughs) into the Alamo Dome and ruin that bad boy uh, for UTSA. We got one more break to take. Let's take it right now. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap things up here on a Tuesday. We'll have Joey's pick of the day when we return after this. Mm Mm-hmm. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It's another good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 26 points at 35,438. The NASDAQ was up 85 points at 14,144. And the S&P was up 12, and uh, they closed out at 4,567. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Braves Red Sox tonight, Danny Beal. <laughs> sure is. Yep. Bryce throws another uh, foot in studio here. Uh, looking forward to that. We got O's Baseball on Pirate Radio. Joey... You got a pick of the night for me? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, one play, one pick. All right. Uh, I don't like betting against my teams, but I do like having a little cheddar on the team. So let's go under 10.5 in our bout today between the Braves and Red Sox. I can get under 10.5. Got an opener going against Charlie Morton, so it should be interesting. All right. Uh, I like it. Chan Man, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Shirley, good work as always. Good work, Joey, running the show uh, video wise. DB, good job behind the scenes and on the mic. Good stuff. And Bryce, we will see you next week, buddy. Sounds good. We'll be one week closer to football. In fact, you know what next Tuesday is? First day of practice, buddy. Fall camp. Yeah. Let's ride. Dang. They will be there, ready to go. Mm. All right, we will talk to you Wednesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For the crew here, I'm Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.